I got a learning curve there. <laughs> Man, I feel like anytime, any anytime it's a learning curve. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if it's the same thing you've done a thousand times and then you change one aspect of the thing. It's yeah. To, it's almost totally new. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, while I'm enjoying this adult activity, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, friend? All right. Um, my name is Sean Ridge. I'm from Knoxville. I'm 33 years old. Um, grew up doing art and then kind of took about seven years off to play music. And now I'm back to doing more art. You didn't stop doing art. You just did different stuff. Seven that's, year break. My ass. True. You just did music. You weren't drawing stuff. I was <laughs> art or art and music. Art. I had the patience for art and then I found music and got that quick satisfaction you. you know that quick like you finish a drawing in like three minutes because you played a song yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah but it it took you i don't know three months to write a song sometimes you yeah know, yeah like, I mean, so yeah. so there's the the preparation is different yeah that's true <laughs> that's i just recently kind of put it together though that whenever i got back into doing you know uh media art <laughs> uh that's why graffiti was my thing i was like mm -hmm. oh this is this is fast um you know yeah because action very if fast. you don't do it fast sometimes you can get arrested oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i only went out a couple of nights and that was yeah cops and uh homeless drug addicts and that was enough for me to be like oh anything you can experience on the street you'll find it then oh yeah dude we went way back they were doing construction at the train tracks down in the old city and we went way back in allegedly there. Yeah, no, that, it's gone now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Just somebody just sitting over there smoking crack, you know? Just, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Just, you know, general train track activities. A security guard walking 50 feet away, doesn't care. Yeah, like, whatever. You're not hurting nothing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, I don't, here's the time where I would ask my first question, but I feel like I don't ever have, like, a stock first question. So, man, do you have any um, formal art education or any artistic training of any sort? Uh, I mean, I took every single kind of art my high school had to offer. Um, That's valid. That, that definitely in the realm of the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, growing up, like, if I didn't want to be somewhere, like, church or school, like, I would just draw. And that would be my world that I was in. Yeah. You know? I get that. So, the, the world of the page. I would actually get in trouble for drawing a lot growing up, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you're supposed to be paying attention to what's happening outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I'm not, uh, you know, that's why I don't already have an LLC. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't pay attention to Business 101. Yeah, I feel like it took him a minute to figure that out, so I don't think you're too far <laughs> off pace. Um, so, so no, like, college education or, uh, like, training otherwise it's just all the all the stuff you found yourself doing is is the experience in training yeah i've always kind of like tried to lean more towards self-taught and then uh learned about youtube <laughs> once i was like you know 23 or 4 <laughs> you know? yeah and uh yeah so i learned watch stuff learn yeah uh i'll say that youtube has been not exactly an instructor, but more of a catalyst in my in my creative output yeah. because I love watching other people do other things, and it's great. Oh, my God, my cord. Um, I really enjoy it, but if I see something on there that I feel like I can do, and I also feel like I should give it a really good 
try. Oh yeah, like, it's so hard for me not equipment to make it happen. Uh, yeah, I, uh, some some of the uh, street artists that I watch on YouTube, since we're in that sort of venue of artistic creation, uh, Doke, he's out yeah, of Doke, yeah, uh, oh, Slovakia. Yeah, Slovakia. Yeah. He's he's in Bratislava, I think, and. Uh, like right now? Well, I mean, oh, the, like the that, city oh, in Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, yeah. Should pay attention. <clears throat> right. <laughs> uh, he and he does some really crazy stuff sometimes with how he arranges his cans and like makes little contraptions of of the the sprayers and the nozzles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Now other people do more of this, but he does it on occasion, and I really enjoy his like trial and error process and the, the way he edits his videos is really entertaining. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of fluff in his videos, which is nice. Him and uh, Smo, Smo, no, mm -hmm. yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, he's they've. I think they put out a video recently together because he was traveling. Uh, they did a uh, they did that mural festival. Yeah, paint yeah. the walls fest or whatever it yeah. was over in Europe somewhere. I think he was in Germany, maybe. Yeah, and he had a, he had a road trip to get there, so <laughs> it seemed he had a great time. They did that fox man. That fox was really cool because yeah. both of their uh, tags were in that art. But they both were like a lens on top of that nature picture of the fox, and they sort of distorted the picture. Yeah, the colors and the yeah, and it changed the style inside the letters too, yeah, because to it remember. went from like this weird, weird quotation marks, edgy, like more of a like sketchy street art, full color kind of thing, to like this soft, bubbly, kind of sparkly thing inside both of the tags, which I thought was really neat. I've been. <laughs> I'll binge so much of that stuff that everything just like runs together. I have that problem, but uh, I don't complain about it because at the end of things, I've watched all of it. Yeah, and it, it, isn't that the important part? I guess because yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're binging things, like you don't want to stop halfway through, right? Oh yeah, no, I'll just save this for later. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm bad for that. Thanks Netflix. Um, beyond that, man, what what stylistic things are you into? stylistic as in like sorry yeah what 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 styles do your output tend to be in because i know you do the street art stuff what yeah. else do you get into um i mean that's pretty much it honestly right now i mean i am starting to try to get back into brushwork and ink work and watercolor well, you did that portrait of old uh, johnny knoxville that's up at central uh filling station yeah so yeah. that's that's a little bit outside of the the street art wheelhouse I oh feel yeah like. well yeah yeah um yeah that was cool um sorry that <clears throat> i actually this one lady she had she commissioned me to do the same exact thing and i had to go back over it three times <laughs> it still didn't look as good as the first one uh, that's usually how that goes and it was rough uh, but i know that feeling <laughs> uh, i was stressed out for like three days yeah <laughs> I, was just, I felt so bad i was like ah. did she want you to do it in the same size that bite no she wanted it in a uh it was six by four okay so yeah like trying to put john oxel's face with spray paint on six by four wasn't it? it was a little bit more of a challenge yeah as opposed to eight by eight yeah well i mean you did that on what two four by eight sheets of plywood right mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that like you're at person scale at yeah. that point <laughs> yeah you yeah. have a lot more room like you know you can actually put a, a white dot on the eyeball you know with the spray can instead yeah. of like it being like that big on you know? yeah yeah um <clears throat> one of the things that i discovered recently mosquito tips i still Mosqui haven't tried them. oh man get you some of those I, uh, I ended up getting the uh tiny pink stencil uh that 
that works really well. Well, hell yeah. Now, I, I ended up not using a whole bunch of stencils in my work, mainly because I'm too lazy to make them. Oh, no. I don't, have you ever seen it? It's this little pink thing that clicks onto the can. No, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, dude. It's, it has a hole, kind of like, you know, old school artists would uh, cut the spray paint cap and put a little hole in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like that, but it has it covers the whole front of the can, and it has a canister that collects the paint that doesn't go through it. And you can drill the hole to be however big you want. Well, yeah, it be something I could 3D yeah, print. I think you would love it. Uh, well, I guess I'll have to look it up. It's crazy. Teeth. Um, <laughs> so, so what kind of, where have you been working lately? How is, how is Knoxville treating you as a creative person right now today? Um, well, it was going crazily good so i put my two weeks in at tupelo i was like okay i also wash windows a few days a week for another job um but yeah i put in my two weeks for tupelo because i had like five jobs lined up i hadn't had a day off in two three weeks too long yeah yeah i was like really grouchy (laughs) (laughs) like i didn't even want to go do art at that point you know um and then so i left tupelo uh i had i had a back injury um bulging disc and pinched sciatica nerve um and it was getting better i was still doing some art jobs i was doing a lot at Carnes middle school did some stuff at Carnes. i saw middle that school. dude that stuff looked really good that's a gnarly beaver thank you man yeah, yeah, he's a <laughs> tough one, yeah. uh but uh, i was doing that and then i messed up my back even more so i was out of work for two months i couldn't do anything i was literally only going to chiropractor and I had these, I had like six jobs lined up, you know what I mean? And now I'm getting better and they've already kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. But currently Carnes Middle School is still having me right now. I'm, I'm going back to finish something tomorrow. Nice. Going to check out this car wash out off Straw Plains. Um, Fountain City Social might be having me back to do some stuff. Nice. I, I need to get out there and have a beer. I haven't been there yet. Uh, it's a cool place, man. They, from what I can tell, it looks that way. They've started getting down lately. Like y'all see their videos and stuff. Yeah, and I like see them Saturday on social night. media. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't play. No, like their karaoke night looks pretty wild. Yeah, it really does, and that's hard to say about a karaoke night because yeah. we're in the <laughs> yeah. Western Hemisphere. <laughs> um, what's uh, what's a good creative day look like for you? That's, oh, that's a question I really enjoy oh, asking. So okay, what, I love let's this. go there. This is such a good question. Okay. So wake up, start the pot of coffee. I don't have anything to do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. No one's home. Um, get that pot of coffee going. Uh, might eat a bagel or something. And then... What's on this bagel? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> What's on this bagel? Cinnamon raisin bagel good with bagel. strawberry cream cheese. Oh, Oh, dude, it is. I'm here for it. Uh, I know. I've here. had that combination. I am here for it. My mouth's watering now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll eat breakfast, drink coffee, smoke a cigarette. Uh, I'll just kind of, the brain starts ticking. I'll see what paint I have, like, color-wise, and kind of just be like, oh, okay, those colors remind me of, like, this character or this, you know. Um, and then I usually don't even do a sketch, really at my house i just kind of go at it you know it's like just free you know so is this you looking through your cans or is it uh you looking through your tubes of paint or like no cans yeah okay uh it kind of does depend i do have quite a few like gallons of wall paint um i got like the majority of what was left from that um the mural in the alley on market square 
Like I was, that was a huge hookup. I mean, yeah. I'm, I must have gotten 150 cans of. Well, that, the the really big one yeah. on the yeah. on the left side. Yeah, like the faces, like yeah, the yeah. rainbow kind of. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I was mainly the brick spray painter. Gotcha. So that was. Uh, I learned some can control and you know straight edge stuff there, but yeah. And Terry was on that with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've, uh, I've painted with her a couple of times at the art park, and uh, she, man, she goes all over. She's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. She definitely like really. <laughs> she puts over. in work. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy her work, and she's a cool cat. So yeah, yeah. I'm I worked, glad, I, glad you got to work with her. I like. Well, I only worked with her like one day. I think she worked it more in the beginning, uh, half of the I guess. And then I was there for more like maybe the last half. Like it was, it, you know, it took months. That's a big ass project. Yeah, yeah. It's the link. It's almost the length of the whole alley in it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the worst part of that though was I was the lucky guy that got to do most of the work in front of Soccer Tacos hood vents. Oh. So on my lift, I like, I grabbed all of the um, cloth. Now I'm jealous that we had. It, dude, it looked like I had a sailboat for a lift, like, and the the heat vent is like blowing into it. Oh, dude, it was awful. I but it so smelled bad. amazing. Well, after so long, all this yeah, like it's gonna suck after the first twenty minutes. Chips. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, I, I'm envious. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> because I've been to some paint spots that really smell bad. Like, oh, yeah. just straight up bad. <laughs> yeah, like some sewage. Oh yeah, dude. Like staying in water within. 30 feet just get out of here oh, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> and especially lots of it no it's dude. terrible <laughs> i guess i've been pretty fortunate then <laughs> oh yeah i'll take an exhaust vent from a restaurant any day over like stagnant water <laughs> right. I'm, like, complaining over here you're like oh no that's no good. no no. That's, i'll take it yeah i mm-hmm. would have eaten a taco <laughs> <laughs> dude i would have i would have went to la heradura and got a taco and ate it right behind soccer taco because we all know la heradura are the best tacos in knoxville <laughs> I just finished wrapping their food truck. Oh no! Yeah. Hey, so wait, have you posted it? Uh, yeah, I put it on my Facebook. I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, I I put more of the works related stuff on my Facebook. Uh, yeah, professionally, I wrap cars and make signage. Uh, did not touch a single vehicle today because I did flat wall stuff all day today, uh, which is fine. Yeah, I should go on your Facebook. I just. I'm an Instagram guy, really. Mostly, I am too. It's normally it's just bullshit with friends on Facebook, yeah. but you know, Instagram is where. I put all my art stuff. It just happens to get shared to my Facebook because it's connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but truthfully, I don't put everything on my Facebook that goes to Instagram. So if y'all want them super duper exclusive posts, go to my Instagram. Um, it's Patreon only. <laughs> yeah, I've had a Patreon before, and I have a serious problem with that site now. If if we're gonna go there, I'll go there. They 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 practice a bit of censorship, and I'm not really here for it. Oh yeah. Last time they got uppity in the news about it, I was just like, you know what? I'm glad I canceled my shit. Dude, uh, Instagram the other day, somebody like that I follow put up like a subscription thing for four ninety nine a month. That's- yeah, dude, you can make. Um, uh, subscriber content or whatever it is. Yeah. One of the one of the race car drivers I do work for through my employer is uh, offering premium content or sub- paywall content it, like that. It's like one ninety nine a month. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not, but at the same time, I'm like, I know you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, yeah. Like, uh, not which I get it though. Like, if he wants to, you know, diversify his revenue streams, buddy, go. Yeah. But I can't. Like, I don't. My idea that I've kicked around every now and again is a, a buyer's club. And it's like $1 a month, and you get a 
fat, like forty percent discount on any piece I make at oh. any given time. Like I, if if you wanna if you wanna pay me a dollar a month, I will let you have whatever I make for damn near half price. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Like if you if you follow me long enough, you're gonna get your money out of that discount. Like, yeah. It's almost like uh, what's it called a retainership or something. Yeah. Like, and, and that would be priority buying. Like I'll let you reserve pieces before they're finished or like, yeah, you know, cool. whatever. Like, yeah, you, those people come first. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you're a dedicated pool that I cater to. That is cool. I would yeah. like that so far. Nobody's bit, but, uh, that's yeah. not my problem. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I, stuff I, to get I, stuff like that going. I like that idea a lot. And I've got friends that have a Patreon stuff like that, but it's like, it's, I just don't feel I'm at that point. Not right now, anyway, which yeah, is fine. Pretty big following. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't feel as if you can pull something like that off. That's one of those numbers games because if you have a thousand followers, a hundred of them really want to buy something, and one of them buys something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that kind of ratio. Yeah, so, it's kind of like you know, same with uh, any job. You know, it's like you might have three people hitting you up, and one you'll get one. You know. Yeah. So I don't. I try not to get too fixated on that numbers game. Yeah. So, like, you know, I just tell people to give me a shout. You see something you like, you better speak up. Like, <laughs> it might sit around, it might not. But if you want it, you better tell me or else I'm not going to know you want to buy it. Yeah. So, yeah. you better say something. <laughs> like, I can't, like, read your mind. So, please be, you know, forthcoming with your intent here. Yeah. And I don't care if you tell me you want it and you can't pay for it for six weeks. Like, that's fine. Just tell me you're going to buy it in six weeks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's you totally fine. Like, yeah. I just want to make sure people get the stuff that they want. You know, like if you see a piece that you like and you for sure want it, I want to make sure you get it. Yeah. That's like why. It's simple, yeah. Last time I did a giveaway, I didn't say no international entries and I ended up shipping something to West Berlin, Germany, and it cost me like 70 bucks. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> but, but that's like, I want you to have it. You won fair and square. Yeah. Like you follow me, you do the thing. Like I will make sure you so get this on. Losing money on that. I lost money on it, which is oh, fine man. though. This, this person was really digging these two pieces and, and I, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, next time I'm going to say international buyers split me 50 50 on the shipping. Yeah. Which yeah. I still think I mean, is a deal. I mean, honestly, I mean, they should pay most of the shipping. But, but if it's a giveaway and it's free entry, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. I'm going to be like, hey, if you're an international customer, like, be aware. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's the only time I've really kicked myself in the teeth about it. Mm. I was yeah. like, damn, I should have said something because I walked right into that dude. It was like, oh yeah, <laughs> the, I got I got my label printed off the U, uh, the USPS website, and then the total came up, and I was just like, oh. dude, <laughs> no, crazy, yeah, got me good. But uh, the pieces sat in customs for like six weeks. Once they got to Germany or England or wherever they were checked into customs for Europe, and I. I don't know, two months later, he sent me a picture of him hung up on his wall. And I was oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. But I thought, you know, the worst case scenario had happened, and they were just, you know, in the trash somewhere in Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I would be so worried about shipping art like that. Like, I've shipped art internationally like three times, and every time it's made it where it's going. So, I, like, right now I've got no a good damage. record. No. Well, I mean, the boxes are kind of beat up, but if I'm shipping yeah. international, I make sure I pack the shit out oh, of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, I just shipped something to Ohio Monday, which should be there today. I need to call that lady. She's um, really good friend of mine. She just got her house, so she's just like, I need, I need oh, shit. Yeah, so she hit like, me up. Yeah. Um, used to be one of my neighbors in an apartment building I lived in. So, like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I just wrapped that in two layers of bubble wrap and shoved it in the box. But 
if it's going to Germany or Australia, I'm like super anal. Like it's getting bubble wrapped and then it's getting shrink wrapped and then it's getting bubble wrapped again. And foam and then, around that. And then, yeah, and foam around that, like styrofoam around that. And then the box is going to be oversized and then I'm going to put that in another box. You know, it's like the worst Christmas present ever. Now, is this, is this an original piece or like you sell prints too, right? No, I, okay. So I generally don't sell prints because I generally don't make pieces that prints can accurately replicate. Yeah. Yeah. The the fluorescent colors that I use and the glow in the dark pigments that I use and stuff like that, you just literally physically cannot reproduce that in a print. And I, I, I want everybody that runs a printing business to hear me when I say I'm gripping this microphone with both hands. I really mean this statement that if you can print glow stuff and reproduce my work accurately, I swear that I will give you my money. <laughs> but if you're going to get a phone call, <laughs> I bet, I, God, please. Um, even though this will go out in like a month, <laughs> I'll get a phone call tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Zachary, how can we help you? Um, like, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and that bothers me in a little because I, like, I enjoy only selling originals. Yeah, but not everybody to... can afford to buy originals. Yeah, and I I've made prints of a handful of pieces since I've come to this conclusion, and um, the prints look pretty good, but they're not the same, you know. Yeah, and I I've just settled with I only sell originals, and if that's not your gig, then I understand. Yeah, uh, but it's just I could make prints of the things that I make, but it just not it's just not right. Yeah, it's never, yeah, never turns out right. And, and some places print really vivid fluorescent colors, but nowhere can print glow. Yeah, it's like, how do you, yeah, that, I mean, how do you even capture that? Yeah. Like, it, and it, hell, it's even hard to take a picture of it. Like, like, and yeah, photo reproduction of, of art prints is generally the workflow a lot of places use. Like, they take the highest quality picture they possibly can, then they do the thing with that. Yeah. But, like, can you take the highest quality picture of it in the dark? Do you take the highest quality picture under, under black light? Do you take the highest quality picture under normal light and then put those all together or not? Like, yeah, I'm just, sure you've already done some research kind of. I've tried. Yeah, I've, I've on, so honestly, the best workflow about it that I've discovered is to take and reproduce something that is photo real in natural light and then hand embellish it after. Hmm. Okay. And then at the same point, like the the only uh, upside to that that I found is that you have cost reduction in making your background. Okay. Which yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Like no. that's one way that you can cost per use this out to being reasonable. Yeah. But if you just have a really simple background that you make and it comes out organic and different every single time and it takes you some nominally short like five to 20 minutes then why would you just not do that every time and then create a unique painting every time yeah but the flip side of that is if i reproduce the painting as it is and then embellish it with the same paint i used in the original then i know where everything is and how it goes to begin with and yeah. there's no question about it so i just put red on red and blue on blue and and if they overlap differently a little bit, or this got painted before that, and this is on top of that, like eh, whatever, that make that makes it unique. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's there's, it's unattainable. Yeah. So you might as well settle with being satisfied with whatever you got. I mean, dude, I, sometimes I like just looking at sketches more so than finished stuff. Yeah, because about it. you see the energy, you see. Yeah, there's no expectations of it being like done. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, I've, I've really thought about it. I've honestly spent years back and forth with myself, like trying to really figure out how I feel about it. And that's, those are the two flip sides of the coin that I've come to that I'm really okay with. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done some hand embellished prints for people. Um, but I'm not, it's, I'm not going to take the extra time to make the prints and then paint the thing twice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I would rather you just have the thing I directly spent my time and energy on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like prints. I don't know. I like prints and everything, but for me, more so, it's kind of a way to just kind of like support an artist. Just get a print, and then I see it on my wall, and I'm like, oh, you know, like it reminds me of them. Like, and, and behind you right now is a print of a poster, and you know, this is a printed skateboard, and these two are series prints of limited production. Like I have prints hanging in this room right now as we <laughs> yeah, speak. I don't. Hate I all, cannot yeah. sit here and tell you. Like I can look at two more prints right over there, yeah. and I can just honestly tell you that I've bought prints. Oh yeah, and I've spent money on prints, and I love prints. I've and got a bunch Kaylee, of them. Yeah. But God <laughs> bless, it's really hard for me to get behind making prints. But speaking of selling original artwork, how long have you been selling your artwork? I've been selling my, okay, so I got serious about my creative practice. I, I don't really brand myself as an artist. I just do, I just creative. do creative things. That's, I like being creative. I, that's better. I mean, I kind of like that too. Yeah. Like so, that. so the artworks in my Instagram handle is just a blanket statement. It's like, hey. don't, don't expect <laughs> yeah. oil on canvas from me all the time. Oh you know? no, it's everything. Yeah. It's whatever <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so, I, but let's see, I moved to Knoxville when I turned 21. That was 2012, late 2000, late 2011. Turned 21 in Knoxville in 2012. Um, and that's, that's when I did my first geom like radially geometric piece mandala style thing. And then mm. I realized like, Hey, I enjoy this. It this is this nice. is good for me and it's pretty and other people tell me they like it so maybe i could do something with it it's meditative even just doing it i've only done it that one one time on my page i have one kind of i did and yeah it's very it feels good to do it it does and honestly as a creative practice if i didn't do it i'd probably i mean i'm not gonna go as extreme but i'd be in jail right now but <laughs> i would not i would not be the person you see sitting across from you right now i yeah i would have treated myself in less of a loving manner so i can't <laughs> promise i would be someone i could promise i'd be someone different i can't promise i'd be better yeah you yeah. know so i i started making stuff and if somebody told me they wanted to give me money for it i'd let them because i'm not like i'm not out here being a salesman for my artwork i really don't yeah. like pushing it i want it to speak for itself and that's not because i'm a lazy salesman or something i swear to god cat i'm recording right now you over <laughs> making noise playing with, playing with your drug banana yeah uh-huh that's a catnip filled banana uh. go lay on the beanbag in my bedroom you know you want to um I, I don't ever stop people from buying my work yeah but i'm not out here being like oh you should buy my work yeah, yeah. I, I you just, just post it and you're like, I can't, if, dude. If I, you would like this, DM or whatever. Yeah, always yeah. like speak up if you see something you want. Yeah. I'm not about to shove it down your throat. Now, yeah. I know people that are the shove it down your throat salesmen with their artwork and their creative efforts, and it works for them because it works for them. I don't I know mean, how. It, it just it just is more natural to some people than it is to me. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, listen, speak up. And if you like come at me and say, Hey, I want this thing, blah, blah, blah. I will make sure you get it. 
I yeah. want, if you want it, I want you to have it. Uh, it's, man, I tried, like, uh, once I started feeling a little better, I was like, okay, I need to go ahead and try to get some jobs. I started, like, emailing churches and schools and stuff like that, and it was just like, none of it was going well, and then I get a random phone call from somebody that wants a job because they found me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, so why am I even, you know, it's just. It's, it's the weird, like, it's a give and take back, I don't know, man, it's. It's almost like I just manifested that I really wanted work. And then it came to you. And it came to me, but yeah. I had to email some people first. Right. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And it's funny too because I've I've landed commissions and I've sold stuff and you know, a uh, friend of a friend and this and that and Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't ever ask questions, dude. I don't look the gift horse in the mouth. I really, really don't. Um but th- there's a I try not to promote myself, and I'm really not great at it, but I'm not bad at it either. No. It's just one of those weird <laughs> yeah. things I'm not perfectly comfortable doing. Yeah. Now, being yeah. at a at a show or at a, I don't I don't stretch the liberty of that particular uh, that particular privilege all too much. No. no. But uh, I have definitely told some guests that felt their uh, validity to my programming be a little bit questionable, and I'm like, look. It's my show. Yeah. I'm going to do what the hell I want. If yeah. I feel that I want to talk to you on the microphone, I'm going to tell you that you should come do the thing. And if you say no, that's cool. But if you're like, hell yeah, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. So, you know, I've had people be like, well, are you sure that I'm really a good fit for your program? And I was like, well, I asked you to be on my program. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you already know enough. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, the one of the later episodes I published, uh, Evan Lovett, he's from Philly, and he's down here mm. every now and again to do tattoos and murals and stuff. And I was just like, he said, are you sure? Like, I'm from Philly. And I was like, dude, you're down here enough. I don't give a damn. Plus, well, it's my show. Like, you, I should, I need to listen to that one. Did it go? Dude, it's good. Yeah, it was, he, yeah. Sat, he sat right there, and, and we talked, and it was great. Uh, it's, it's a fun episode. Uh, he and I found a lot of parallels in our creative expression, and um, I, I was happy to present it. So, yeah, that's good stuff. It's awesome. It... Uh, it was good to see more of the practical ways that he uses business and general um, ingenuity to to make his creative expression um, a more major role in his life because he runs uh, uh, he runs an LLC or, or he runs a nonprofit that does creative work for businesses and schools and stuff like that. So uh. that was really neat, uh, actually made a lot of gears turn in my head so that was cool yeah um it's inspiring yes it very very much was because it it laid out in his life uh, a very clear pathway between i have a creative desire and skill set that i wish to support myself with but then he wrapped this in a legal framework that allowed him to be able to make this um viable on paper so that was a really interesting and yeah, it was that's really tough part <clears throat> yeah and yeah. it was really cut and dry because of it being a non-profit too so yeah it was uh it was really cool to see the the black and white way he put this gray area in into practice yeah that's yeah that's nice. pretty well yeah like uh i've been trying to do that and yeah it's i got a learning curve there <laughs> Man, I feel like anytime, any, anytime it's a learning curve. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if it's the same thing you've done a thousand times and then you change one aspect of the thing. It's, yeah, yeah. it's almost totally new. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, while I'm enjoying this adult activity, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, friend? All right. Um, my name's Sean Ridge. I'm from Knoxville. I'm 33 years old. 
Um, grew up doing art and then kind of took about seven years off to play music. And now I'm back to doing more art. You didn't stop doing art. You just did different stuff. Seven that's, year break. My ass. True. You just did music. You weren't drawing stuff. I was <laughs> art or art and music. Art, I had the patience for art and then I found music and got that quick it satisfaction. You. you know, that quick, like you finish a drawing in like three minutes because you played a song. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. But it, it took you, I don't know three months to write a song sometimes you yeah know, yeah right? I mean, so yeah. so there's the the preparation's different yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> that's i just recently kind of put it together though that whenever i got back into doing you know uh media art uh that's why graffiti was my thing i was like mm -hmm. oh this is this is fast um you know I yeah because action if fast. you don't do it fast sometimes you can get arrested oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i only went out a couple of nights and that was yeah cops and uh homeless drug addicts and that was enough for me to be like oh anything you can experience on the street you'll find it then oh yeah dude we went way back they were doing construction at the train tracks down in the old city and we went way back in allegedly there. yeah no that, it's gone now <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was yeah just somebody just sitting over there smoking crack you know yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Just, you know, general train track activities. A security guard walking 50 feet away, doesn't care. Yeah, like, whatever. You're not hurting nothing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what I don't... Here's the time where I would ask my first question, but I feel like I don't ever have, like, a stock first question. So, man, do you have any um, formal art education or any artistic training of any sort? Uh, I mean, I took... Every single kind of art my high school had to offer. Um, That's valid. That, that definitely in the realm of the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, growing up, like, if I didn't want to be somewhere, like, church or school, like, I would just draw. And that would be my world that I was in. Yeah. Know? I get that. So the, the world of the page. I would actually get in trouble for drawing a lot growing up, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you're supposed to be paying attention to what's happening outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I'm not, uh, you know, that's why I don't already have an LLC. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't pay attention in Business 101. Yeah, I feel like it took him a minute to figure that out, so I don't think you're too far <laughs> off pace. Um, so, so no, like, college education or, uh, like, training otherwise. It's just all the all the stuff you found yourself doing is, is the experience in training? Yeah, I've always kind of, like, tried to lean more towards self-taught and then uh learned about youtube <laughs> once i was like you know 23 or 4 <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so i learned watch stuff learn yeah uh i'll say that youtube has been not exactly an instructor but more of a catalyst in my in my creative output yeah. because i love watching other people do other things and it's great oh my god my cord um I really enjoy it, but if I see something on there that I feel like I can do, and I also feel like I should give it a really good try, oh yeah, like it's so hard for me not equipment to make it happen. Uh, yeah, I, uh, some some of the uh, street artists that I watch on YouTube, since we're in that sort of venue of artistic creation, uh, Doke, he's out yeah, of Doke, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, Slovakia. Yeah. He's he's in Bratislava, I think. And 
Like right now? Well, I mean, oh, the, like the that, city oh, in the Slovakia. City, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, uh, yeah, she <clears throat> paid attention. Right. <laughs> uh, he and he does some really crazy stuff sometimes with how he arranges his cans and like makes little contraptions of of the the sprayers and the nozzles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Now other people do more of this, but he does it on occasion, and I really enjoy his like trial and error process and the, the way he edits his videos is really entertaining. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of fluff in his videos, which is nice. Him and uh, Smo, Smo, no, mm-hmm. yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, he's they. I think they put out a video recently together because he was traveling. Uh, they did a uh, they did that mural festival. Yeah, I think yeah. the Walls Fest or whatever it yeah. was over in Europe somewhere. I think he was in Germany, maybe. Yeah, and he had a, he had a road trip to get there, so <laughs> it seemed he had a great time. They did that fox. Man, that fox was really cool because yeah. both of their uh, tags were in that art. But they both were like a lens on top of that nature picture of the fox, and they sort of distorted the picture. Yeah, the colors and the yeah, and it changed the style inside the letters too, yeah, because it went it. from like this weird, well, weird quotation marks, edgy, like more of a like sketchy street art, full color kind of thing, to like this soft, bubbly, kind of sparkly thing inside both of the tags, which I thought was really neat. I've been. <laughs> I'll binge so much of that stuff that everything just like runs together. I have that problem, but uh, I don't complain about it because at the end of things, I've watched all of it. Yeah, and it, it, isn't that the important part? I guess because yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're binging things, like you don't want to stop halfway through, right? Oh yeah, no, I'll just save this for <laughs> later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm bad for that. Thanks Netflix. Um, <laughs> beyond that, man, what what stylistic things are you into? stylistic as in like sorry yeah what 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 styles do your output tend to be in because i know you do the street art stuff what else do you get into um i mean that's pretty much it honestly right now i mean i am starting to try to get back into brushwork and ink work and watercolor you did that portrait of old uh, johnny knoxville that's up at central uh filling station yeah so that's that's a little bit outside of the the street art wheelhouse I feel oh, yeah. like well yeah yeah um yeah that was cool um sorry that <clears throat> i actually this one lady she had she commissioned me to do the same exact thing and i had to go back over it three times <laughs> it still didn't look as good as the first one uh, that's usually how that goes yeah, that was rough but I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, I was stressed out for like three days. Yeah, I, was just, I felt so bad. I was like, ah. Did she want you to do it in the same size that eight by eight? No, she wanted it in a. Uh, it was six by four. Okay. So yeah, like trying to put giant Oxel's face with spray paint on six by four wasn't. It was a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah, as opposed to eight by eight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did that on what two four by eight sheets of plywood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that like you're at person scale at yeah. that point. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have a lot more room, like. You know, you can actually put a, a white dot on the eyeball, you know, with the spray can and stuff, yeah. like it being like that big on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I discovered recently, mosquito tips. I still Mosqui- haven't tried it. Oh, man. Get you some of those. I, uh, I ended up getting the uh, tiny pink stencil. Uh, that that works really well. Well, hell yeah. Uh, I I ended up not using a whole bunch of stencils in my work, mainly because I'm too lazy to make them. Oh, no. I don't, have you ever seen it? It's this little pink thing that clicks onto the can. No, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, dude. It's, it has a hole, kind of like, you know, old school artists would uh, cut the spray paint cap and put a little hole in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like that, 
but it has it covers the whole front of the can and it has a canister that collects the paint that doesn't go through it and you can drill the hole to be however big you want well yeah it might be something i could 3d print i think you would love it oh well i guess i'll have to look it up it's crazy teeth um (laughs) so so what kind of where have you been working lately how is how is knoxville treating you as a creative person right now today um well it was going crazily good so i put my two weeks in at tupelo i was like okay i also wash windows a few days a week for another job um but yeah i put in my two weeks for tupelo because i had like five jobs lined up i hadn't had a day off in two three weeks too long yeah yeah i was like really grouchy <laughs> like i didn't even want to go do art at that point you know um and then so i left tupelo uh i had i had a back injury um bulging disc and pinch sciatica nerve um and it was getting better i was still doing some art jobs i was doing a lot at Carnes middle school did some stuff at Carnes. i saw middle that school. dude that stuff looked really good that's a gnarly beaver thank you man yeah, yeah he's a tough <laughs> one yeah uh but uh, I was doing that, and then I messed up my back even more. So I was out of work for two months. I couldn't do anything. I was literally only going to chiropractor. And I had these, I had like six jobs lined up, you know what I mean? And now I'm getting better, and they've already kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. But currently, Carnes Middle School is still having me right now. I'm, I'm going back to finish something tomorrow. Nice. I'm going to check out this car wash out off Straw Plains. Um, Fountain City Social might be having me back to do some stuff. Nice. I, I need to get out there and have a beer. I haven't been there yet. Uh, it's a cool place, man. They, from what I can tell, it looks that way. They've started getting down lately. Like, y'all see their videos and stuff? Yeah, and I see like, them on social media. Yeah, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't play. No, like their karaoke night looks pretty wild. Yeah, it really does. And that's hard to say about a karaoke night. Yeah. We're in the <laughs> yeah. Western Hemisphere. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's a good creative day look like for you? That's, oh, that's a question I really enjoy oh, asking. So okay, what, I love let's this. go there. This is such a good question. Okay. So wake up, start the pot of coffee. I don't have anything to do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. No one's home. Um, get that pot of coffee going. Uh, might eat a bagel or something. And then... What's on this bagel? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> What's on this bagel? Cinnamon raisin bagel good with bagel. strawberry cream cheese. Oh, Oh, dude, it is. I'm here for it. Uh, I know. I've had that combination. I am here for it. My mouth's watering now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll eat breakfast, drink coffee, smoke a cigarette. Uh, I'll just kind of, the brain starts ticking. I'll see what paint I have, like, color-wise, and kind of just be like, oh, okay, those colors remind me of, like, this character or this, you know. Um, and then I usually don't even do a sketch, really at my house i just kind of go at it you know it's like just free you know so is this you looking through your cans or is it uh you looking through your tubes of paint or like no it cans yeah okay uh it kind of does depend i do have quite a few like gallons of wall paint um i got like the majority of what was left from that um the mural in the alley on market square like i was that was a huge hookup I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I must have gotten 150 cans of. But the the, the really big one yeah, on the yeah. on the left side. Yeah, like the faces, like yeah, the yeah. rainbow kind of. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I was mainly the brick spray painter. Gotcha. So that was. Uh, I learned some can control and you know straight edge stuff there, but. Yeah, and Terry was on that with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've, uh, I've painted with her a couple of times at the art park, and uh, 
man she goes all over she's all over the place yeah yeah she definitely like really <laughs> she puts over. in work yeah um i i enjoy her work and she's a cool cat so yeah, yeah. I'm I love, glad, I, glad you got to work with her i like well i only worked with her like one day i think she worked it more in the beginning uh half of the i guess and then i was there for more like maybe the last half like it was it, you know it took months it's a big ass project yeah yeah it's the link it's almost the length of the whole alley in it yeah pretty much um the worst part of that, though, was I was the lucky guy that got to do most of the work in front of Soccer Tacos hood vents. Oh. So on my lift, I, like, I grabbed all of the um, cloth now I'm jealous. that we had. It, dude, it looked like I had a sailboat for a lift. Like, And the, the heat vent is, like, blowing into it. Oh, dude, it was awful. I but it so smelled bad. amazing. Well, after so long, all it smells yeah, like Yeah, it's going to suck after the first 20 minutes. Chips. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, I, I'm envious. I'm not gonna lie, because I've been to some paint spots that really smell bad. Like, oh, yeah. just straight up bad. <laughs> yeah, like some sewage. Oh yeah, dude. Like standing water within thirty feet. Just to get out of here. Oh my god. Yeah. No. <laughs> and especially lots of it. No, it's dude. terrible. I guess I've been pretty fortunate then. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll take an exhaust vent from a restaurant any day over like stagnant water. Right. I'm like complaining over here. You're like, oh no, that's no, good. no, no. That's, I'll take it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would have eaten a taco. <laughs> dude, I would have. I would have went to La Herradura and got a taco and ate it right behind Soccer Taco because we all know La Herradura are the best tacos in Knoxville. <laughs> I just finished wrapping their food truck. Oh no! Yeah. So wait, have you posted it? Uh, yeah, I put it on my Facebook. I don't, uh, okay. Uh, I I put more of the works related stuff on my Facebook. Uh, yeah, professionally, I wrap cars and make signage. Uh, did not touch a single vehicle today because I did flat wall stuff all day today, uh, which is fine. Yeah, I should go on your Facebook. I just I'm an Instagram guy, really. Mostly, I am too. It's normally it's just bullshit with friends on Facebook, yeah. but you know, Instagram is where. I put all my art stuff. It just happens to get shared to my Facebook because it's connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but truthfully, I don't put everything on my Facebook that goes to Instagram. So if y'all want them super duper exclusive posts, go to my Instagram. Um, it's Patreon only. <laughs> yeah, I've had a Patreon before, and I have a serious problem with that site now. If if we're gonna go there, I'll go there. They 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 practice a bit of censorship, and I'm not really here for it. Oh yeah. Last time they got uppity in the news about it, I was just like, you know what? I'm glad I canceled my shit. Dude, uh, Instagram the other day, somebody like that I follow put up like a subscription thing for four ninety nine a month. That's- yeah, dude, you can make. Um, uh, subscriber content or whatever it yeah. is one of the one of the race car drivers i do work for through my employer is uh offering premium content or paywall content like that it's like 199 a month i mean that's not a bad idea i mean it's not but at the same time i'm like i know you in real life it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of weird yeah like uh not which i get it though like if he wants to you know diversify his revenue streams buddy go yeah. but i can't like i don't my idea that I've kicked around every now and again is a, a buyer's club. And it's like $1 a month, and you get a fat, like, 40% discount on any piece I make at oh, any given time. Like, I, if, if you want to pay me a dollar a month, I will let you have whatever I make for damn near half price. That's such a good idea, yeah. Like, if, you're, if you follow me long enough, you're going to get your money out of that discount. Like, yeah. It's almost like, uh, what's it called, a retainership or something. Yeah. Like, 
and, and that would be priority buying. Like I'll let you reserve pieces before they're finished or like, yeah, you know, cool. whatever. Like, yeah, you, those people come first. Yeah, exactly. Like you're a dedicated pool that I cater to. That is cool. I would yeah. like that so far. Nobody's bit, but, uh, that's yeah. not my problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough I, to get I, stuff like that going. I like that idea a lot, and I've got friends that have a Patreon stuff like that. But it's like it's—I just don't feel I'm at that point, not right now, anyway. Which yeah, is fine. Pretty big following. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I don't—I don't feel as if you can pull something like that off. That's one of those numbers games because if you have a thousand followers, a hundred of them really want to buy something, and one of them buys something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of ratio. Yeah, so, it's kind of like, you know, same with uh, any job. You know, it's like you might have three people hitting you up and one, you'll get one, you know. Yeah, so I don't, I try not to get too fixated on that numbers game. Yeah. So, like, you know, I just tell people, give me a shout. You see something you like, you better speak up. Like, <laughs> it might sit around, it might not. But if you want it, you better tell me or else I'm not going to know you want to buy it. Yeah. So yeah. you better say something. <laughs> like, I can't, like, read your mind. So please be, you know forthcoming with your intent here yeah and i don't care if you tell me you want it and you can't pay for it for six weeks like that's fine just tell me you're gonna buy it in six weeks like, yeah. <laughs> that's totally fine that, like yeah. i just want to make sure people get the stuff that they want yeah. you know like if you see a piece that you like and you for sure want it i want to make sure you get it yeah that's like, why it's simple yeah <laughs> Last time I did a giveaway, I didn't say no international entries, and I ended up shipping something to West Berlin, Germany, and it cost me like 70 bucks. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> but, but that's like, I want you to have it. You won fair and square. Yeah. Like, you follow me. You do the thing. Like, I will make sure you so get this on. losing money on that. I lost money on it, which is oh, fine, man. though. This this person was really digging these two pieces, and, and I... It's like yeah sure you know next time i'm gonna say international buyers split me 50 50 on the shipping yeah which yeah. i still think I mean, is a deal i mean honestly i mean they should pay most of the shipping but, but if it's a giveaway and it's free entry i'm not gonna be like oh yeah that's true. yeah that is so true. i'm gonna be like hey if you're an international customer like be aware yeah but yeah. uh you know that's that's the only time i've really kicked myself in the teeth about it Mm. And yeah. I was like, damn, I should have said something because I walked right into that dude. It was like, got oh yeah, <laughs> the, I got I got my label printed off the U, uh, the USPS website, and then the total came up, and I was just like, <gasps> no, crazy. Yeah, got me good. But uh, the pieces sat in customs for like six weeks. Once they got to Germany or England or wherever they were checked into customs for Europe, and I. I don't know, two months later, he sent me a picture of him hung up on his wall. And I was oh like, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. But I thought, you know, the worst case scenario had happened and they were just, you know, in the trash somewhere in Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be so worried about shipping art like that. Like, I've shipped art internationally like three times and every time it's made it where it's going. So, I, like, right now I've got no a good damage. record. No. Well, I mean, the boxes are kind of beat up, but if I'm shipping yeah. international, I make sure I pack the shit out oh, of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, I just shipped something to Ohio Monday, which should be there today. I need to call that lady. She's a um, really good friend of mine. She just got her house, so she's just like, I need, I need oh, shit. Yeah, so she hit like, me up. Yeah. Um, used to be one of my neighbors in an apartment building I lived in. So, like, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I just wrapped that in two layers of bubble wrap and shoved it in the box. But if it's going to Germany or Australia, I'm like super anal. Like it's getting bubble wrapped and then it's getting shrink wrapped and then it's getting bubble wrapped again. And foam and then, around that. And then, yeah, foam around that, like styrofoam around that. And then the box is going to be oversized and I'm going to put that in another box. You know, it's like the worst Christmas present ever. Now, is this, is this an original piece or like you sell prints too, right? No, I, 
Okay, so I generally don't sell prints because I generally don't make pieces that prints can accurately replicate. Yeah. yeah. The the fluorescent colors that I use and the glow-in-the-dark pigments that I use and stuff like that, you just literally physically cannot reproduce that in a print. And I, I, I want everybody that runs a printing business to hear me when I say I'm gripping this microphone with both hands. I really mean this statement. That if you can print glow stuff and reproduce my work accurately, I swear that I will give you my money. <laughs> but if you're going to get a phone call, I bet, I, God, please. Um, even though this will go out in like a month, <laughs> I'll get a phone call tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Zachary, how can we help you? Um, like, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and that bothers me in a little because I, like, I enjoy only selling originals. Yeah, but not everybody can afford to buy originals. Yeah, and I I've made prints of a handful of pieces since I've come to this conclusion, and um, the prints look pretty good, but they're not the same, you know. Yeah, and I I've just settled with I only sell originals, and if that's not your gig, then I understand. Yeah, uh, but it's just I could make prints of the things that I make, but it just not it's just not right. Yeah, it's never, yeah, never turns out right. And, and some places print really vivid fluorescent colors, but nowhere can print glow. Yeah, it's like, how do you, yeah, that, I mean, how do you even capture that? Yeah. Like, and it, hell, it's even hard to take a picture of it. Like, like, and yeah, photo reproduction of, of art prints is generally the workflow a lot of places use. Like, they take the highest quality picture they possibly can, then they do the thing with that. Yeah. But, like, can you take the highest quality picture of it in the dark? Do you take the highest quality picture under under black light? Do you take the highest quality picture under normal light and then put those all together or not? Like, yeah, I'm just, sure you've already done some research, kind of. I've tried. Yeah, I've, I've on, so honestly, the best workflow about it that I've discovered is to take and reproduce something that is photo real in natural light and then hand embellish it after. Mm. Okay. And then at the same point, like the the only uh, upside to that that I found is that you have cost reduction in making your background. Okay. Which <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Like no. that's one way that you can cost per use this out to being reasonable. Yeah. But if you just have a really simple background that you make and it comes out organic and different every single time and it takes you some nominally short like five to 20 minutes then why would you just not do that every time and then create a unique painting every time yeah but the flip side of that is if i reproduce the painting as it is and then embellish it with the same paint i used in the original then i know where everything is and how it goes to begin with and yeah. there's no question about it so i just put red on red and blue on blue and and if they overlap differently a little bit or this got painted before that and this is on top of that, like, eh, whatever that make that makes it unique. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's, Perfectionist. there's, there's, it's unattainable. Yeah. So you might as well settle with being satisfied with whatever you got. I mean, dude, I, sometimes I like just looking at sketches more so than finish stuff. Yeah. Know? Because about you see the energy you see. Yeah. There's no expectations of it being like done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, I've, I've really thought about it. I've honestly spent years back and forth with myself, like trying to really figure out how I feel about it. And that's, those are the two flip sides of the coin that I've come to that I'm really okay with. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done some hand embellished prints for people. Um, but I'm not, it's, 
I'm not going to take the extra time to make the prints and then paint the thing twice. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Because I would rather you just have the thing I directly spent my time and energy on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, prints, I don't know, I like prints and everything, but for me, more so, it's kind of a way to just kind of, like, support an artist, is get a print, and then I see it on my wall, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, it reminds well, me of it. Like, and, and behind you right now is a print of a poster, and, you know, this is a printed skateboard, and these two are series prints of limited production. Like, I have prints hanging in this room right now as we yeah, speak. I don't hate I cannot them, yeah. sit here and tell you. Like, I can look at two more prints right over there, yeah. and I can just honestly tell you that I've bought prints. Oh, yeah. And I've spent money on prints, and I love prints. I've got a bunch Kaylee, of them. Yeah. But God bless, it's really hard for me to get behind making prints. But speaking of selling original artwork, how long have you been selling your artwork? I've been selling my... Okay, so I got serious about my creative practice. I, I don't really brand myself as an artist. I just do I just creative. do creative things. That's, I like being creative. I, that's better. I mean, I kind of like that too. Yeah, like so that. so the artworks in my Instagram handle is just a blanket statement. It's like, don't, <laughs> don't expect yeah. oil on canvas from me all the time. Oh, no, know? it's everything. Yeah, it's whatever <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so I, but let's see i moved to knoxville when i turned 21 that was 2012 late 2000 late 2011 turned 21 in knoxville in 2012 um and that's that's when i did my first geom like radially geometric piece mandala style thing and then mm. i realized like hey i enjoy this it it's this is this nice. is good for me and it's pretty and other people tell me they like it so maybe i could do something with it it's meditative even just doing it i've only done it that one one time on my page i have one kind of i did and yeah it's very it feels good to do it it does and honestly as a creative practice if i didn't do it i'd probably i mean i'm not gonna go as extreme but i'd be in jail right now but <laughs> i would not i would not be the person you see sitting across from you right now I, yeah i would have treated myself in less of a loving manner so i can't <laughs> promise i would be someone i could promise i'd be someone different i can't promise i'd be better yeah you yeah. know so i i started making stuff and if somebody told me they wanted to give me money for it i'd let them because i'm not like i'm not out here being a salesman for my artwork i really don't yeah. like pushing it i want it to speak for itself and that's not because i'm a lazy salesman or something i swear to god cat i'm recording right now you over making noise playing with, <laughs> playing with you drug banana yeah uh-huh that's a catnip filled banana uh. go lay on the beanbag in my bedroom you know you want to um I, I don't ever stop people from buying my work yeah but i'm not out here being like oh you should buy my work yeah, yeah. I, I you just, just post it, and you're like, I can't, if, dude. If I, you would like this, DM or whatever. Yeah, always yeah. like speak up if you see something you want. Yeah, I'm not about to shove it down your throat. Now yeah. I know people that are the shove it down your throat salesmen with their artwork and their creative efforts, and it works for them because it works for them. I don't I know mean, how it. It just it just is more natural to some people than it is to me. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, listen, speak up, and if you like come at me and say, hey, I want this thing, blah blah blah, I will make sure you get it. I yeah. want, if you want it, I want you to have it. Uh, it's, man, I tried, like, uh, once I started feeling a little better, I was like, okay, I need to go ahead and try to get some jobs. I started, like, emailing churches and schools and stuff like that. And it's just like, 
none of it was going well. And then I get a random phone call from somebody that wants a job because they found me. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like, so why am I even, you know, it's just, it's, it's the weird, like it's a give and take back. I don't know, man. It's, it's almost like I just manifested that I really wanted work. And then it came to you and it came to me, but yeah. I had to email some people first. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's funny too, because I've, I've landed commissions and I've sold stuff and, you know, a uh, friend of a friend and this and that and yeah yeah I, I i don't ever ask questions dude i don't look the gift horse in the mouth i really really don't um but th- there's a i try not to promote myself and i'm really not great at it but i'm not bad at it either no. it's just one of those weird <laughs> yeah. things i'm not perfectly comfortable doing <clears throat> yeah now being yeah. at a at a show or at a market or something i'm way better salesman in person than i am on the internet oh yeah so yeah. i will face to face yeah buddy i'll yeah. sell an eskimo ice or or uh <laughs> what's the politically correct term for an eskimo now i don't remember but i will sell someone that doesn't need ice ice i will i can do it i've done it i've ha- i've got a <laughs> lot of retail experience ever seen. <laughs> trust me it's crystal clear uh you know reverse osmosis ice. water i swear you want this ice um <laughs> But, you know, I've been in those shoes. I've done a lot of sales jobs. I know how to, I know how to do it and I'm great at it in person. I'll get your name, your phone number. I'll give you a receipt. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything's going to go. But my artwork, I just don't, I don't have the wherewithal to push it in the same way. Yeah. I just don't. And I'm okay with it. Okay. So that kind of was, so I was going to say before I started doing these jobs and actually selling artwork, which was like not even four years ago maybe um i would just like do stuff and then just give it away like i like i have should have like a huge portfolio right now (laughs) i still give work away all the time uh dude it's crazy i gifted uh from my last show the guy that did my lighting shout out preston husk thanks for hooking me up with the good lighting (laughs) he uh he set up all the lighting in um it's like perfect next level brewing company well i mean i've known this person as long as i've known derek and uh he you know i was just like hey dude this is my idea i want to do this and this these pieces are going to be in this place in the room this place in the room and and what do you think would be best so we went back and forth on it for a couple of days having really light conversation about it and we got on the ground at on the day and he's just like this is going to go here that's going to go there we're going to shoot these this way and everything's going to be fine and i helped him set it up (laughs) and everything was fine super perfect like professional like yeah dude that's what he does for a living uh live production sound and lights that's 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 what he does and uh he's got a lot i'm sorry what was his name preston husk preston husk yeah i'll uh i'll i'll let you know what's up when we're done here um sorry (laughs) no it's all good um He's, he's really good at that kind of work. He's what he does for a living, and uh, he's always down to help me do something cool, and I really appreciate it. So that's the last person I gifted art. Uh, but, you know, anytime any of my friends move into a new place, I'm like, hey, here's you a housewarming gift, because I swear to God, if you buy any art at At Home or Pier 1, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, like, if you go to Target. And- like, I'm a, <laughs> yeah. like, if I walk in and see Live, Love, Life on your wall, I'm putting oh, the word yeah. fuck on your wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to vandalize your house. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I've, I've made cuss word wall art before, so like, fuck, oh, shit, cunt. Here we go. This is how we know this is an explicit <laughs> yeah. conversation right now. I, I, I'll use my printer and I make uh, the words fuck, shit, and cunt oh, nice, into wall dude. art. So it's like a, 
a nine by five, like just whoosh, word Dude, fuck on awesome. your wall. And uh, I'll, I'll fill them with glow. Uh, like I'll outline the pen stroke. So, you know, you see the oh, word wait, fuck on the wall yeah. and I'll fill that in with uh, glow, uh, glow pigmented resin. So any time of the day, you can see the word fuck on your wall Dude, and it can awesome. be dark in your room and you can see that across the house. Like I've got, I have a friend of mine that has the word "fuck" hanging above their bed in their master bedroom, huh. and then I've well, got what another that friend. Intended for. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And I've got another friend that's got their word "fuck" on their wall tangled amongst some like viney creeper plant in their house. Dude, that's like, awesome. I, these are honestly some of the most like selfishly fun pieces that I make because, of course, yes. let me put a cuss word on the wall in your home. Like my <laughs> favorite thing is, is like. It's just been there for so long, so then whenever they have someone like that, they have to be formal in front of them. And they bring them over, they just like forget about it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's just the word "fuck" on your wall. Um, like, oh, don't, don't mind that. Yeah, and I also make those same designs on lighter sleeves, so oh, that that really cool. cracks me up too. People will be like, "Fuck my lighter," you know. <laughs> And I've got shit lighters, and there's cunt lighters, and I've sold those. Like, I've shipped those all over the country. Dude, that's like, awesome. I have those listed on my Etsy, so it's ridiculous. I've had people in California, Maine, Florida, like Utah, all over the place had buy those things. That's awesome. Oh, man. it's so And those are more fun than they are, like, an artistic practice because it's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. Like, I love I'll, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I love how absurd it is. You mean you want me to make you the word fuck in my own handwriting to put in your wall? Dude, the shit cursive wall art that I have is my mom's handwriting. Oh, like fuck wait. is mine and shit is my mom. Would you just get her to write no, it? No, I called her one day and I was like, hey, mom, I need you to do me a favor. Will you write shit? a few times in cursive and then send me the picture of the page. What did she say? First of all, she had a very concerned why. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I told her about the fuck. And I was like, look, I took my handwriting. I turned it into a 3D printed thing that people can hang on their wall. So I would really, really, really like it if you wrote the word shit and let me do the same thing. So like, do I have your permission to use your handwriting in Dude, my art? And once awesome. she was like, oh, this is for art. She's really supportive, so she was just like, "Oh, oh yeah, 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 you know, do whatever." Blah, blah, <laughs> you blah, could have gotten blah. her written anything. And so <laughs> she she sent me a page. She wrote like the top third of a page, just shit, like fifty times. <laughs> and I picked the one I like the most. That is, and awesome. I turned it into a three D printed thing, just like the fuck. And I sent her a picture of it done off the printer. I was like, "Do you recognize this shit?" And she's like, "Mm-hmm, yeah." Get that out of my face. Oh, <laughs> so, um. Yeah, fuck and shit are my handwriting and my mom's handwriting. And then uh, I think cunt is also my handwriting. Cunt has an exclamation point. Oh, nice. <laughs> because it, it deserves one. Yeah. It's also my handwriting. And, and the other fuck is just a, a custom font that I drew up. But yeah, those things, those are stupid fun. And if, I love them. If you look back through my sketchbooks, like growing up in high school and stuff, you could see where I was like taking my time, you know, on a piece, and then I must have been really judgmental about a part, and then there's just a huge fuck. <laughs> I decided, you know what I mean? I just ruin it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that piece laid up over there on the table with the smiley face in the middle of it, I wrote fuck in it. Just, uh, it, it's not like super blatant, but there's no way I could exclude it. Of all the things that are listed on there, that is the only thing that doesn't fit because uh, yeah. it, it doesn't fit the theme of everything else that's listed on the painting. But it had to be there. Yeah. It had I mean, to be there. Yeah. Uh, I, were you a skateboarder at all? Uh, only after I turned 25. 
Okay. So, <laughs> do you remember, you know, Ed Templeton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like one of my favorites. Uh, but I did a, uh, ink and watercolor of him and, uh, just did a huge shit and cursive right beside his head. <laughs> and it, just, it works. Yeah, you know? like, of course. Oh, that's great. Um, man, in high school, if, so I've got a folder around here somewhere. It should be within 15 feet of me where we sit right now. <laughs> it should be um but man i just tried to draw shit that pissed all the old people off oh yeah so bad it's like are you rebellious yeah you know, like, you know here i am like 16 year old me sitting in class not paying attention drawing a skull with like an upside down cross on the forehead yeah like, <laughs> you know just all this all the shit that's so funny dude. oh man like i i grew up in a really conservative environment just to say the least and uh like i was just like let me put everything on this one page that pisses off every old person around me yeah just yeah. <laughs> i want them to question everything <laughs> yeah everything they've ever known and uh and then i realized one day much later that if i were to draw that it would only reinforce every value they've ever had about how the kids are in danger and they, uh, they, they <laughs> set yeah. us on the right path you know it's like we gotta good. help them they they in trouble the kids they in trouble they need jesus Dude. you know so that would be a thing i remember whenever pokemon cards came out my that's idolatry it's the devil yeah <laughs> my grandmother she thought yeah you can't watch Harry Potter. <laughs> Dude, Harry Potter was Dude, also another. I yeah. know those people. I like, yeah. like my friend's grandmother was one of those people. Ain't nobody no Harry Potter in my house. That witchcraft. No, grandma, it's wizardry. Dude, uh, you know my grandma. She was like that, but I love her because she knew that I liked that stuff, but didn't judge me. She just said it one time, and that was it. Yeah, way to go. You know, yeah, <laughs> way to go, grandma. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was good. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of shit I grew up in. So I was just like, "Fuck these people! I'm gonna I'm gonna piss yeah. them off." Dude, I had, <laughs> I had, I'm sorry, man. I had so much freedom. Like my parents were very well. My parents were really supportive, but they were also like, "Hey, look, well, that's yeah. kind of frowned upon around here. I don't really like it, but you need to understand. Like, yeah. there's there's some shit. Now, I don't want to make it sound like they were just like." let me take the take off in the car at 12 years old right <laughs> you yeah know what I mean? but yeah they had some standards yeah well good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heathen <laughs> um no nah, my all right let's get back on track here sorry yeah, we're, just, <laughs> we're just talking now yeah um let's let's chat influences man who who do you look at what do you look at who do you like these days what kind of art do you like to look at let's 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 okay. play in that wheelhouse for a minute um all right so i guess Whenever I was like, I guess at like uh, after high school, during high school, that phase, I was doing a lot of pen and ink and watercolor and stuff. Um, Alex Pardee was like one of my favorite guys. Uh, he did the album work for the used, the album okay. work. Okay, yeah. Um, but he has a very surreal, like I've crazy seen some of that characters. Work. And so that was like a huge inspiration back then. Um, and then, uh, you know, coming back to it, uh, I was really just watching a lot of graffiti videos and stuff and there's a couple of guys that like i've really like they inspired me to get into graffiti or try it um and that was like uh sofles s-o-f-l-e-s um he's insane man he's just crazy good uh usually freestyle kind of stuff like really good um 
does like real like comic booky looking stuff. I mean, he's all over the place. But and then there's this other guy. Uh, is that Pokemon music? No, that's uh, is Zelda music. Ninja Turtles. Oh. Uh, Turtles in time. Whenever, oh. you, whenever you beat the level. Oh man. Dun, 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 I, I, well, I'm not mad at that whatsoever. I, yeah, I, didn't I will happily be interrupted by eight bit eight bit success chimes. So that's great. <laughs> oh. But uh, turtles. Uh, oh, dude! I just bought the Calabunga collection the other yes! day. Yes. Uh, yeah, I have, I have problems. <laughs> I have problems. As he reveals a Ninja Turtles tattoo on his thigh. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's first tattoo was an actual gun, and my first tattoo or second. The other one's a jug. Jug of <laughs> moonshine. moonshine jug, yeah. <laughs> Me and like six people have it, but uh, but uh, oh, the other guy that really kind of pulled me back into or like really inspired me was Bon True, Bon True Wu. I think I don't his know name. this person. Uh, he's insane, man. Uh, he he also does a lot of crazy like cap contraptions and building stuff. Like he he did this one thing on like on a basketball court where he attached tubes to a skateboard. Okay. And just rode around the skateboard and was hitting buttons. And like you know, just making a background, and then did a piece on top of it. I right. that's cool. Like he made like a leaf blower spray gun. <laughs> like, yeah, he's crazy. Okay. He's crazy. Yeah. I'm All gonna right. send this like page that. to you. All right, please do. Um, that's the kind. That's on brand of ridiculous for me. Oh, like, dude, that's one hundred percent my style of dumb. <laughs> it, is, it is awesome. I haven't actually checked for him on YouTube, but he would have an awesome YouTube if. He showed like building all this crazy stuff, and you know, like you just get to see the whole process. Yeah, and and uh, Doke does that too when he builds some fancy contraption for his yeah, spray guns. Yeah. I, man, as many crazy things as I've seen people make for spray cans, I always look at it and I'm like, that's really cool. I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a pain in the ass. Like you're like you know that you just spent six hours doing. <laughs> like, yeah, like pulling your hair out. Yeah, just to see if it works on your board, you know. Uh, somebody did like this spinny nozzle thing. Yeah, a couple yeah. of days ago that I watched. Now it just kept breaking, and I was like, uh, no, I don't want to paint a whole piece like that. I uh, do. No. Yeah, that would be terrible. Like, like I have enough time being okay with myself in the middle of the creative process. I don't want what I'm. It'd be like if I broke my brush every like ten minutes. I'd oh, be yeah. so pissed. <laughs> yeah, dude. <that>, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. pissed. That is one thing about art too, though. Is like, there's so many um, humps that you could hit without even expecting it. Like you can prepare as much they, as you and want, and they don't even need to be humps. Like there's just a thought that crossed your mind and then it ruined your train of thought yeah, you know, yeah. in that moment like it, or like it could be anything you're the paint you're using crackles whenever because you have two different brands of paint right you know what i mean it's just crazy stuff that you never plan for you know oh tortured artist life <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so um what uh what what do you have in the works right now uh, right now, um, I'm currently just trying to catch up on jobs. Like I said, I was out of work for over two months, so I'm trying to catch up with these people that have been contacting me. Um, and then once I kind of like get my other jobs caught up and everything, like my window job and that, um, I'm really going to try to start doing more brushwork. Yeah. Like I just don't, I don't know. I got to get back to pen and ink brushwork you know patience 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when you say brushwork, you talking acrylic, you talking watercolor, uh, uh, both. Both of those for sure. I have never painted with oil. So neither have I, for the record. Um yeah, I'm pretty uh I'm excited to try it, but also, you know, it's like um you know, I wanna I wanna do some research and kinda really you know, I don't wanna just go buy some stuff and right. just yeah. Um, I'm bad for that. I, yeah, I, that's <laughs> always been my go-to, but I'm not doing so hot on money, being out of work. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, the last thing I kind of jumped in on that was um, I saw a really, really cool um, printer filament the other day, and I was like, oh, I need that. And so I was what, just like, What Ram. was it? It was... Um, it is a raspberry green dichromatic printer filament. Oh, I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw you were posting that. So yeah, that, yeah. that okay. was, I saw that and it, they were on sale from Matter Hackers and I was just like, <gasps> like, I, and then as soon as I saw the ad in my email, I was just like, <sighs> so I was like, I knew I was about to spend 25 bucks. Like as soon as I saw the ads, like, yeah, here it goes. God. So I was like, I better figure out a way to justify this purchase real quick. So I'm working on a necklace. <laughs> so, so, so I'm working on a necklace, <laughs> but uh, you know, like pendants are a thing I've made plenty of. So it's it's an, an a, another jewelry workflow practice, mm. and and uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I've got a really good start. It's looking really good. The way the colors flowing are nice, so I'm not complaining about it. But I was it, watching it better videos. turn out nice. You definitely, <laughs> you definitely got a whole process going. I was watching like I think I saw one or two videos or something. Yeah, man. So that computer right there in the floor, the Toshiba right there, is where I design stuff. Oh, okay. And then on the other side of the house, in my studio, my eight by ten office studio, mm -hmm. uh, I have my three D printer, and it does the thing. Uh, I also have I also have my drawing tablet in there, which I need to use more. Points finger itself, wags finger. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm working on a piece on that thing, but uh, yeah, the three D printer, dude. It's 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 the jack of all trades that I kind of need in my creative toolkit. Yeah. Because if I didn't have it, I would spend a lot more time doing things to try and be productive, but at a loss. So okay. like I've yeah, made, no, I've made stencils and I've made stamps. I use it a lot to supplement my tangible artistic practices on canvas and boards and stuff. Uh, stencils, stamps, uh, you know, all I've even made um, pallets, like printed little pallets for, oh, for travel. Cool. So there's there's a couple really good niche ways it comes in handy in my like tangible artwork. Yeah. So it's it's neat. We um, actually got one, but we have yet to dive in. Do you have a? Is it a, a resin printer or is it an FDM printer? Uh, I think it's FDM. All right. So if it spits out plastic, then it's an FDM printer. Pretty sure uh, the. It was uh, Kaylee's dad's actually. He, okay. He upgraded, gave us his old one. Well, I'll uh, if if you want to talk about that, pick my brain and I'll I'll help you out. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm probably <laughs> I'm gonna need help. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody <laughs> needs help. Dude. I don't care. I don't care. Um, trust me, I've asked really silly questions to people much smarter than me <laughs> on this topic, and that's generally who I ask really silly questions to anyway. You gotta ask, silly I, dude. Questions. I know people that use this technology in an industrial scale so i'm just like hey guys what do i do uh, on my desktop machine when blah, blah blah happens and they're just like 
why? <laughs> but I was like, no, listen, this is what I'm doing. And then they helped me. Bless their hearts. Uh, so that's that's cool. Thanks, Loki Robotics. Y'all are great. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, man, I've, I've made, but mostly I'd use it to make jewelry. And I've inset, like, stones and opals and cut glass and stuff like that into it. And I also used it to make the, the cuss words wall art. So that's oh, neat. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you'll find a use for it. I, I swear. I mean, honestly, the only thing I could think about was making toys, like making action figures and painting them. That was like the main, the only thing. Well, I've done that. Uh, I've, I've printed toys for my kid and it, and they work out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I made him a little like 16 bit Mario and all the joints were articulated. So his arms and his legs and his neck flopped around. I was literally going to ask if you've ever made anything articulated. Yeah. Yeah. I've made print in place and articulated things. They yeah, work. That's cool. If they're engineered well, they work well. You yeah. know, if they're designed well, it's all good. Yeah. You just got to be careful with scaling because some things don't scale down very well and some things don't scale up very well. So you just got to be aware. But beyond that, yeah, I've made I've made toys. Uh, I've got a seven year old, so I've made toys. <laughs> <That's> awesome, <man. laughs> yeah, I've made toys. Uh, uh, it works. It works well. I had a kid. Um, did, is it a boy or girl? Sorry. Uh, Elliot is boy, and he's cool. Uh, I was about to ask. I, I like I like being dad. It's all good. We're almost to the point in time where, like, what pronoun does your kid go by? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I just had to say it. But. It's, I know what he goes by because I've seen people correct him or cor him correct people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got really long hair. It's longer than mine. He, oh, dang. So, and all over long, not like undercut long like mine. Does he have, like, red, red No, hair? it's not red. It's like a really sandy, really sandy brown. I don't know. It's okay. It's... His mom has dark hair. I have red hair. Somehow it landed in between. Hmm. Um, but it's just like, it's, he's got like this. I, I don't even know how to describe it. He's got dark hair. Yeah. Uh, but it's really long. It's down past his, it's like to the bottom of his shoulder blades. And, Jeez. and we've walked he's into places and, you know, seven, like, you yeah, he's seven. And uh, we've walked into places and, and like, oh, your daughter's so cute. And he'll just be like, I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns to you i want to be a real boy <laughs> yeah. it's like listen son i didn't carve you you're fine uh but you know he like i've seen him correct people and he's aware you know he's aware of such social interactions and it's just been really funny to and it always catches him off guard because i don't know he's just a seven-year-old kid it's not he, yeah he's he's androgynous because he's seven yeah but so, he should yeah, but he's mind, he's like you should know like but on. yeah, like, yeah it's like here. i'm a boy uh he him so you know I've, I've had that i've had that happen uh and I, I i was fully prepared to correct the person myself but he beat me to it so, <laughs> so whatever do you ever do art with him or does he do any art is he like no we do stuff together yeah um a piece I have in a, in a friend's of mine collection. She lives out in Fairgate. This particular person that has this particular piece of art is um, at this point in time today in 2022 is my largest collector. Oh. Uh, and by and by largest, I mean literally in size and volume of pieces. She's got some of the largest artworks I've ever made. Jeez. And she has several of them. That's crazy. So it's neat, yeah. Um, but the last big piece he and I did, I had like a 16 by 
40 or something piece of plywood and he and I did the background together and then I put a black top coat on it to make to make it look like a portal so we exposed the background in varying length of of negative spaces so it looked like space travel in in star wars you know like uh, the stars just like streak yeah. past you that's kind of what it looked like that's cool. except the background was white with a random array of uh, like dry brushed fluorescent colors mm. so that's what it you know it stretched out those instances of fluorescent colors and it looked really cool the the place in which it is displayed in this person's house is covered in black lights and color changing lights and it's just perfect so it's That's it's awesome. great um but yeah we do creative stuff together he'll paint with me and i'll paint with him and we'll draw stuff and talk about art he'll ask if i hang anything new up in the house he'll be like that's new. Oh, Tell me about it. Like the the Jim Lizzie piece right here with the flowers over the lady's mouth. He and yeah. I, uh, she gifted me that after a psych show in August, oh, and awesome. I just hung it up last week. Shame on me. Um, but I was like, hey, dude, let's talk about this. Where do you think it should go in the house? Do you like it? Uh, what don't you like about it? Like where where should where would she, would she put it, or where would where would we put it? What does it need to hang next to? Blah blah blah. And he's like, I think it should go over there next to the kitchen on that wall. And I was like, you know what? Let's check that out. That's awesome. And then we hung it right there, and it hasn't moved since. I mean, uh, it's balanced. It works. It, it works right there, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's curious, and he enjoys my work, and I show him work of my friends, and, you know, I try to expose him to as much creativity as I possibly can. That's awesome. Uh, because I try to do that to myself, so I might as well try to do it when he's around, too. Yeah. So it all works out. He's, he's really smart. He's really creative. We like to talk about artsy things of all types, so I... I I can't complain. Yeah, he's cool. I like being dad to him. Yeah. Other people's kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck them. <laughs> no, there's. I mean, dude, I, My yeah, kids like, cool. I don't give a damn about other people's kids. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> oh, man. I'm the only person in my social circle, like my core social circle, with a kid. So I don't like that. That opinion of mine is moot. <laughs> dude, like one of my favorite things is like. Uh, if I'm painting somewhere and kids are around, like I've been working at Carnes Middle School, so yeah, so you're around kids. If there's like one or two kids around, I'll pull them up. I can't if there's like a whole line of school, right? Kids, you I can't can. do that. Yeah, but um, if there's like one or two kids, I'll be like, hey, you want to try this? And just let them spray for a minute. It's just like just see their faces light up. Oh yeah, it's like, great. I love like teaching kids or letting them mess around and paint. Like it's cool. Uh, one of one of the places I've been a lot the last couple of years is uh, the Walls Art Park in Waverly. And that, yeah, I was supposed to go and yeah, I couldn't. Well, damn you for not going. It would have been a good time. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I really wanted to go. You, I just got you, hurt. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't. You know. Well, they, they haven't announced a fall event yet. Not that I've seen. So they may not be doing one this fall. Kansas is really busy running a marina right now and running for some kind of local effect, elected office. So, uh, okay. so bless him for keeping himself busy. Um, but it's a really good spot, and it's open to the public all the time. So, you, you know, they have their event, and there's 70 people painting, and then the public can just go walk around and watch everybody do their thing. Yeah. So I've I've had a lot of run-ins with random strangers and people and kids and just, just general public Yeah. in that environment. And it's always been great. I love going to the park. I love meeting the people. I love seeing who shows up to see what we're doing. Um, there's a, a West Tennessee PBS letter on my fridge from where that local affiliate of PBS did an interview with a bunch of people oh. at the park after uh, after the flood last year. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. That's cool. Um, 
you know, I've I've never had a bad time at the art park. So I want to go so bad. You sh- well, you can go any day. Like it's open all the time. Well, I mean, I want to go like you know whenever everybody's painting. right. The the uh, events are cool, but I, I mean, I've made trips out there just to paint between between wait, events. Wait, you can go out there and just paint. Yeah, dude, any time. Oh, I thought that yeah, they literally. kept the pieces up oh, until you can, the next event. No, like, you 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 got thirty days, and if somebody doesn't paint over your shit after thirty days, go you. Oh, yeah, no. The the no only idea. really the only rule about the spot is give people thirty days, and after on on day thirty one you can paint over it. Like that's yeah. that's the rule. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, it just so happens since it's in a small town, it doesn't get a lot of traffic, which is uh, kind of why it's nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think that thing would work in public in Knoxville. Oh, dude. It There's would be too many people up. that don't like having nice things. Yeah. It would be tagged up in no time. Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, but that 30 days business is, is, is pretty good for the park. But, uh, man, I've had a lot of experience and met a lot of really talented people in that place. And I've been five times. Five, Holy crap, yeah, I think yeah. five times. I try to go every time they have an event. I think that's all your last two pieces. Yeah, I, I probably posted them. the the boom wall and uh, the shroomy fish wall. Yeah, the shroomy fish is one of those characters that lives rent free in my head that I'll just draw when I don't know what else to draw. That's awesome. And if I'm not drawing a shroomy fish, it's like I'm playing with typography and drawing some custom font so if you ever if you ever see me just like sitting around in public with a, a page full of my name written in a bunch of funky ways that you know i'm bored <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what happened a lot when i was in school i just write my name in a bunch of custom fonts and like i don't know what to write <laughs> write my name <laughs> so, so whenever you got into spray paint because i know you use spray paint a lot. Mm. uh when i can get away with it yeah well, I mean, have you done a lot of like kind of graffiti style? Like, no, actually, uh, I usually do really surrealist stuff because I like surrealist stuff. Uh, I I enjoy the shit out of graffiti and street art. Like to to my core, it is an influence of mine, but I don't outwardly. That's not a lot of my creative expression. Yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't end up being a lot of stuff. Um, I usually save that for the art part because I'll be really intent on what I want to make when I go there. Um, that being said, I will, I will spray paint. I've used that for like backgrounds or canvases and this and that. Uh, and the other thing, like I've, I've folded it into my canvas work, but it's not like the main element of my canvas work a lot of the time. Yeah. So, I, I really enjoy using spray cans and I really enjoy working on that scale. I enjoy the shit out of working on a wall. Oh, it feels so good. It's yeah. great because, I, you know, I usually get a 10 by 12 or an 8 by 12 wall to art park and I can stand around for 20 minutes and watch one of the more experienced people and I can just learn so much. Oh, that, yeah. That's that's a, that's the spot that with spray can work, I've grown more than I would ever grow on my own. Because just like having the luxury of being able to t- walk up to these people who are understanding and polite enough to entertain questions from strangers, regardless yeah. if you're another artist there or not. Like I know a good handful of the people that are recurring artists at this event, but on the whole, like it rotates pretty well. You know, they're always having a, a, a bunch of different people. 
So shout out Patty out of, out of Pensacola, Florida. Shout out Stephen out of Detroit. Shout out uh, Stephen out of Nashville. Like all those cats have been super cool to me and are far more skilled than I am right now and will be in the near future. <laughs> and they've, and I've watched them all work at length and I've seen the pieces and I've seen how they do what they do. And I've learned a ton and it's, it's a luxury to be able to be in that environment with those cats. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I really am uh, appreciative of these opportunities. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> man, honestly, I really, I, if you know about the event and you haven't been, you fucking up. Yeah. Well, no, I, signed, <laughs> I signed up and uh, I was planning on going. I went and spent $300 on paint. Uh, well, I, when we're, when we're done recording, I'll clue you in on something. Well, no, I just had to email and I was like, I can't. Right, no, but like, yeah. there, there's a few of us that might be going out without an event to just like go crash at an Airbnb and like throw oh. smart up at the park later this okay. year. So, so I'll clue you in on something when we're done recording. It's it's nothing like hard planned, like concrete yeah, right now. But maybe in there. it was definitely a short conversation between a lot of people where everybody said yes. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's usually reassuring. <laughs> yeah, everybody said yes. So I'll uh, I'll get you in on that. Um, do you need another adult beverage? Uh, yes, please. All right, yeah. cool. So I'm going to run to the fridge. All right. Um, so as I run to the fridge, I uh, will. What kind of thing? Like, where, where, where are you pushing limits in your artwork right now? Okay, pushing limits. Yeah, where are you pushing limits? Um, mixed media, honestly. Mixed media. Um, oh, wait, no. You already had. You want to switch? Yeah, it's fine. I'm cool. I mean, either way, I'm. Cool. I've had them both, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty yummy. I didn't have it yet. Um, but honestly, I'm trying to. So the past like uh, three, four years, I've maybe picked up a brush six times, picked up a pen maybe thirty times to do some sketching or something. But it's mostly been spray paint, <clears throat> and I'm wanting to try to more so use spray paint as like my my beginner my filler my background and then brush for Fine like very nice details like um a lot of the work i've been trying to do recently i'm going you know like i create a digital concept for the mm -hmm. people you know and i'm like trying to find myself focusing on if i can actually physically do certain things with spray paint that you know i'm giving them so I'm learning that, like, I'm going to have to... I can't just use spray paint forever. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to... There's things I can't do with this can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand brushwork. I understand, you know, like, how it works. But it's, like, uh, just my patience, man, with... Uh, I just love spray paint so fast. Like, it's... it. Yeah. I sound things like I change have, very like, quickly. ADHD or a drug problem. <laughs> but it's just... I think the satisfaction that I get from... You know, painting something in 30 seconds versus, like, get one brush line in 30 seconds. You know, that kind of... Yeah, and then on the, on the same token, like, that's a wall. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a whole wall. Yeah. I mean, I with this Carnes job, uh, I've actually just started using brushwork and... I was like thinking like, oh, I'll be done today. And no, <laughs> no, not at all. Dude, I hate that that idea. Like, cause you're just like the, the, the in process expectations. Yeah, like your, your timing whenever you're used to a certain flow of work. And then that just 
completely the flow of work is out of the window uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you pick up a different tool and then everything changes yeah <laughs> yeah which usually happens at every job you're like oh i gotta find a way around this like yep. dude the Carnes high school so the beaver it's eyeball mm-hmm. it's a perfect white yeah. uh, circle the if you you spray paint white is like overspray like mad yep. crazy right bad okay so i was like i did it once and i had to fix i spent an hour fixing all the white overspray yeah and then i was like how am i gonna do this i get a large empty wendy's cup that's trash in my back floorboard cut cut it out and i'm like spray into the narrow end of the cup so i just used my trash to help me not screw this up you know what i mean it's kind of crazy like you just have to i don't know there's there's something to be said about uh digging through the trash and using it to make art (laughs) (laughs) dude you should look at my house (laughs) me and kaylee i mean you know two hours we live together is our house is everything is an art supply it's crazy Uh, like it is insane if you if you were to take a walk uh down the hallway there you would find a like four and a half foot wide circular mirror next to (laughs) a 12 foot wide circular mirror what? with the backing next to it um i was gifted this mirror to do something with so one of my coworkers texts me she's like hey i got this mirror i don't know what to do with it do you want it 12 foot wide no it's uh four and a half feet wide oh okay and the Dude, the small the small mirror well, i did say 12 but i said 12 inches oh shit, okay. but uh <laughs> i was like what i don't mind that? if you think it's 12 feet but trust me it's 12 inches um <laughs> still not to brag but <laughs> <laughs> right but it's this big ass mirror and she wanted it out of her house and she's like do you want to paint on it or something and i was like well yeah so i got it home and it sat around for a couple of weeks and then i took it apart and i was like this is a convoluted piece of shit mm, so i've yeah. got the frame downstairs ready to be worked on and the actual glass from the two mirrors that were in this one mirror that should have just been one mirror in the first place um dude yeah. oh it was it was a mess but um yeah that's one of those weird things that just kind of like finds its way to you and you're like oh no i have to do something creative with this now or else i made a terrible decision taking this on yay everything is art supplies (laughs) it's crazy like you should definitely come up to our house sometime that way you can actually understand but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty guilty of taking stuff like people be like i'm just throwing it away like Like, i'll use this in my artistic practice don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so bad for that like there's two houses up there's like a coffee table sitting on the curb Mm-hmm. and i want to walk up there and get it so, so bad it takes everything but <laughs> but but that it. mirror and i have a full-size dining table downstairs that i need to customize so it's like i've you're already like i have uh, and, and then like a four by four square table i have enough yeah. furniture projects right now that i told myself i was going to do in the summer and it is september jeez <laughs> That's so perfect, so before yeah, it gets yeah. stupid cold this this winter i need to uh finish the furniture projects yeah i know that feeling dude it's and it rides on you too like because i know they're you know. i know they're down there and i know they're not done and i know i haven't even started on them mm-hmm. so it's just like oh yeah let me start on this 12 by 12 canvas it's just like but there's a table downstairs you know like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so much it's terrible but i don't whatever it is what it is uh, i just really want to, that was like that table was going to be my one summer project and it's not summer anymore oh, man. <laughs> so yeah i know exactly what it's like to do such shenanigans oh boy it's yeah see half finished projects everywhere not not started well yeah. see i don't i don't really half finish a lot of stuff the longest painting i've done lately i took like four months to paint one 
like 16 by 24 painting or something like that. But mm. that's only because I hadn't had that like aha moment about the last aspect of the painting. It's like uh, I knew everything I needed up until this point. And I was like, I'm going to let this rest until like I really like it hits me. I'm going to figure this out one day. Yeah, yeah. And that was like three months. <laughs> like I had it in my living room here on display like so i could see it all the time and look at it and think about it in the back of my head and then i woke up one saturday morning like <gasps> that's it that's what i gotta do <laughs> and just i did it and my sister owns that it's hanging in her it's hanging in her house because that was a christmas present for her oh nice but uh <laughs> oh my god i was so upset with myself like why the fuck did it take me three months to finish this painting <laughs> <laughs> and all i had to do was like paint a sun that's all I had to do, paint the sun coming I mean, up over a mountain range. Though. And it was a really like mandala abstract sunrise mm -hmm. thing. So it wasn't like, how do you paint the sun? Yeah, like was, I knew what it was going to look like in my style. So it's like as soon as I was like, oh yeah, you know, ha, ha, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did I not think of this a month and a half ago or two months ago? Whatever. The funny thing uh, about my sister, actually, speaking of sisters, um, she wanted me to paint butterflies on her bathroom door and uh this was like at the beginning of my spray painting it didn't look as good as those prints uh but, I'll, I'll i'll tell you about this guy later he's cool yeah they look great um but uh so i was like in a hurry i wasn't in a hurry i was just want to say i guess she's my sister so i was just like oh, okay i got this yeah like, i wasn't right. worried let me you just know? slap this out real quick so i did not double check which way the door was so it was upside down whenever we hung it like there was no oh, so was, you painted it out of the frame I, like yeah on tall horses or something and then took it outside and painted it oh that's and, amazing and it was completely upside down so did she keep it yeah yeah oh what a <laughs> yeah. great sister it doesn't look that bad but i mean it's like why are these butterflies flying down don't ask questions yeah <laughs> she just she really just wanted a bunch of color i guess but they're really pretty butterflies right yeah, they, they're, uh, kind of car they're kind of cartoony. This not. is when you say yes. Yes, they're gorgeous <laughs> butterflies. Uh, you know, I got <laughs> to critique myself always. Right. Uh, my own harshest critic, but I'm definitely going to give you the opportunity to be like, fuck yeah, I knocked them butterflies out of the park. <laughs> no, I've been <laughs> I've been wanting my uh, redemption with butterflies lately. So, Well, dude, get you some redemption with butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Maybe you should go paint a six-foot butterfly. I mean, I'm sitting on a lot of black paint right now, so... <laughs> You can definitely do some butterfly stuff. Yeah. That's great. Uh one of the <laughs> one of the first uh one of the first gigs I really did as as a muralist was uh it was it was in Artist Alley, the opposite side of Market Square. Strong Alley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh but or I guess it is Artist Alley, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Now I don't I don't give a shit what the city calls it. Yeah. Uh it was it was a big piece, like a landscape piece, and it was all like purple, not scening. Really, really, I was a big fan of it. Like it turned out really well compared to what I thought it was going to turn out like. That's such a good feeling. Oh yeah. And then when they built Scruffy City Hall, they knocked that part of the wall out and put the gas utility hardware in the alley in in that section of the wall and put those big steel barriers around it. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. So That's I. <laughs> So they knocked my thing down, like, like straight one up. Time you're like, yeah, I'm happy with that. Saying I walked by there a couple months later and I realized the gas utility was taking up the space uh, that used to be a wall with my art on it. That's so and frustrating. Like, no, you know when Luke Skywalker thinks that his father died yeah. before he knew he turned <laughs> yeah. into a Force ghost, and he's just like, no. That was. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of Star Wars, but that was, no, 
it just <laughs> there was a there was a literal long drawn out distressed no yell <laughs> the first time i walked by the spot that used to contain the artwork that i was proud of <laughs> but you know what i've had a really good time at scruffy city hall since Mm. So I can't really hold it against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good place. <laughs> I like it a lot. The the Dogwood Arts is supposed to have had me down to paint Strong Alley or Ars Alley for the past two years, but I just haven't. I think that ball keeps getting dropped. Yeah. Well, funny thing, they told me they were going to have me down, and then they were like, "Hey, would you?" They emailed me and asked me if I would be like the uh, graffiti maintenance person like if i would walk through the alley regularly and if anybody did graffiti you have to fix whatever painting it was yeah uh, like, that would be i don't know kind of cool I'm, but i'm not gonna paint over other people's artwork but yeah here's my thing is like i gotta you know go look at it like drive down there park yeah you gotta spend it. your resources to make this happen yeah yeah and i don't you know it just seems like i would be a lot of money and paint and time you know unless you're directly gonna build a city for it yeah i mean yeah they didn't say that did they they did they did mention the pay i don't remember how much it was but i was like "Eh, no like not saying like i make a lot of money or anything but it's just no just not like why don't you if it gets tagged just paint over the whole thing and let someone else do a new piece or call them call the person that got tagged over top of me like hey somebody vandalized your artwork hey you still got that paint left that you did this job with which they probably do you know well i don't don't, i'm I'm not hating on them i'm I'm gonna withhold my my opinion about the artist alley projects in town because i don't have a favorable opinion on it i I just want to get down there and paint that out right at this point it's just like i've been waiting i want to do it but when was there when was the last time there was an open call for artists painting that alley and it's been like six years megan lingerfeld does that corner regularly yeah which is fine and chance has got that big uh bumblebee piece opposite like at the end of the alley. Yeah. I do it. like how they still have uh, Cody Swaggerty's bug up there. That's yeah. Cool. There, there's definitely some good stuff in there, but it's Curse not Glover, yeah. that 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 alley is not op, is not operated the same way it was seven or eight years ago, which kind of bums me out. Yeah, I wish it was more graffiti with art. Well, like, even even if it's not graffiti, it's the first couple of years I lived in town, they had like two events every year like hey the alley's open we've painted over everything come do your thing like tell us yeah it was more of an open call like hey we have this list of spaces sizes quantities available you know tell us which one you want come out on this day paint it when was this like god like 2013 to 2015 or 16 oh crap wait how old are you 31 31 so you've been doing art like consistently for a minute i've been i've been taking seriously my creative practice for eight years now if i have to wow. quantify it yeah eight eight ish years that's crazy uh that's me like doubled but that's, i didn't really start taking it seriously till four what, three well four they, it was one of those things where I, once i realized the value in this practice for me i just dove in and it was one of those things where if i don't you know when you stumble over something in your life that you didn't know you needed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what taking seriously my creative practice was. Because ever since I was a little kid, I've drawn stuff, made stuff, painted stuff, whatever. 
But when I became old enough to see how this benefited me as a person and how this was a healthful practice for me, mm-hmm. I became more serious about it. Uh, I also become more serious about like riding a skateboard for uh, like uh, mental health reasons. Yeah. Because flow state for me is one of the most... All right, fuck it. Here we go. Um, Flow state for me is one of the most healthy practices I have as a person. And that can be drawing something that can be riding my skateboard. Moving meditation, period, is one of the most helpful things I can do for me. And I'm really happy to undertake any instance of moving meditation. Whether that be taking slow, deep breaths at the dentist or sitting at my desk and drawing something for six hours on a Saturday morning until I'm hungry and have a headache and realize I'm a human and I need to eat. Yeah. And it's those two extremes because you can find this anywhere. Um, so once I realized or looked at this through that lens, I understood that anywhere I can find this state of mind is a good thing for me. And I appreciate, understand, and actively look for more places to implement this in my life. So after the art, it was the skateboarding. Uh, I found, well, I knew what longboarding was, and I knew how people did it, and I knew about it a lot because YouTube and rabbit holes and general curiosity. So I rode an electric skateboard for the first time in like 2014. Yeah. I've never ridden one of those. They're great. Uh, but I'd never been comfortable enough with myself on a machine to where I could confidently maneuver my weight and propel myself. So once I figured out how to maneuver my weight, propelling myself became not an issue. Yeah. So then learning how to kick push was cake. Yeah. yeah. Once okay, I figured yeah. out how to lean and how to conduct myself like that, yeah. just familiarity with that series of motions. That's crazy. I've never heard anybody learning like that. Well, yeah, I know. It's really totally backwards. No, that's um, smart, actually. That's but that's just how it unfolded in my life uh and then once i discovered that like i worked for local motors at this period of time so drift trikes were a big uh, thing in my life i have three of them in my garage right now that is awesome um so that is moving meditation like i love motorsports like uh riding motorcycles racing drift cars like i have a lot of life experience with automotive motors you know motorsports and competition in general so like being in the zone and doing the thing is something i'm extremely familiar with like i've played sports i've done skateboarding like i i can imagine the next time or the first time i get on a snowboard i'll just fucking get it yeah um <clears throat> so you know those those times and when i can find them in my daily life i take them because that is a healthy thing for me to do for my person and my <laughs> the, the the waves of electricity flowing through my brain um moving meditation is a big thing it's and it's it's also why i ask people where they find their zen in their workflow or if they find it at all like that's that's a big reason i ask that question uh, which kind of is led to from the what's a creative day look like for you question oh yeah, which, yeah. but we're not there yet because i don't think we actually got to the bottom of your creative day we uh, kind of got started <laughs> and <this> is, <laughs> we, and we talked about coffee much. and then you looked at colors and then we veered off but yeah. uh you know, I, w- once I got to a point in my life where I was aware of myself enough to understand this about myself, I jumped in. And I was like, mm-hmm. look, anything you can do, any other activity that helps you quiet your mind, go. 
do it. So, you know, drawing and painting is the one I have immediately at my disposal at any given time on any given day. And which is crazy to think about. It doesn't, I don't know. It just kind of seems weird. It seems like, uh, seems like you wouldn't this is not always there but it is it you is just have to do it so yeah. so if you listen to the carl gombert episode he and i talk about um being in your studio literally and metaphorically uh so you, you carry your studio with you in the back of your mind all the time that's true Wh- yeah. whether you realize it or not that is a thing that you're capable of and you do it whether you know you do it or not so wild yeah yeah so when he said that it really like labeled a thing in my mind that I am very familiar with. It just now I have a term to identify it by. Yeah. So, you know, anytime I hit that that moving meditation, I feel as if I'm in my studio, quote unquote, you know. So it's one of those scenarios where anytime I can quiet my mind and be involved, present and reactionary to the things that are going on like that moving meditation zen flow state whatever you want to call it i'll take every literal opportunity in the day to make that happen yeah literally every opportunity uh you know there'll be nights where i go ride my skateboard for three hours up and down one parking garage just because i know i'm going to be safe and i've got my helmet on and i know that i can do this and it'd be okay and it's just somewhere i can positively spend energy and time and not hurt myself and not hurt anyone else and just quiet my mind yeah and and it's it's good there's I really enjoy like stepping on a skateboard dude like oh my god i've skated since i was it's great. 13 like i haven't been able to do it for like a year now but i'm sad that sounds terrible <laughs> oh i'm so ready to just ride i don't even want to do tricks anymore i just want to ride well that's why i ride a longboard because i don't want to do I tricks. I just want to cruise, dude. I just want to cruise. I just want. I just want to zig and zag around. I just want to cruise. I stepped on a longboard and I fell. Like I don't know what it is. It just I can't longboard. I don't know. I can ride a skateboard with nice bearings, but I've got nice bearings on my longboard. I've, I've got fall. bone ceramic bearings. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about the way the trucks, the inverted. Well, I don't have any like double kingpin trucks or something. I just have regular ass trucks. Like it's it's huh. my board is set up to cruise. Uh, slow to moderate speed and carve. Okay, that's that's all it does. That Maybe it was the the type of longboard I stepped on. Whatever I stepped double, on, double double kingpin trucks are gnarly. It, I, I think it felt backwards. Like it felt like yeah. yeah. It, I don't know. It was strange. Well, plus the the wheelbase of longboards and mine's really long because I built it myself. It's like forty four inches total uh, total length. So wheelbase is probably like. 36 inches maybe wow uh but it's it's a long long board it's not the longest long board but well yeah but that's it's i built it to scale than me (laughs) well see i built it to a scale for me i'm six four and i built it to where Uh, i can comfortably stand on it because the board i had i really like the shape of i just wanted a wider stance on it so i was like you know screw this I'm gonna go 3D print a different skateboard with blackjack and hookers, and it's gonna be better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I con. This is back when I work at Local Motors. So I, I, I sweetly talked one of my coworkers into printing two examples of a board that I designed oh, out of dude, a, awesome. out of a then experiment. I think I can like legally talk about this now since the company is out of business. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a carbon fiber impregnated nylon filament. 
uh, it has like three millimeter long carbon fiber fibers in the nylon plastic. Oh, wow. Makes it uh, super stiff and really flexible. Well, flexible and strong, not stiff. Yeah, but. nylon is flexible and carbon fiber is strong, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it has some bounce to it, kind of like a true bamboo board, but it's super strong. That's cool. And, um, that's I took I took the hardware off my Arbor deck that was a, a drop through deck and put it on this deck which was also designed as a drop through deck and I uh, just put everything on there and started riding it and put some grip tape on it and it fucking rocked and it still fucking rocks. This is my favorite skateboard of all skateboards in the history of skateboards. I made this one from Dude, bottom yeah. to top and I'm super yeah, proud you're of it. Yeah, straight up custom skateboard. Yeah, like, that's insane. So you know I took the same shape as the Arbor board and just made it scaled it up to someone my height. Oh, okay. Smart. So I, it went from like 38 inches to 47 inches or whatever it is now. So, you know, I just I just made it a little longer. And uh, I like if you ever see me out on a skateboard, it's that skateboard. That's the only skateboard yeah. I ride. That's like, the only skateboard like, I ever want to ride the rest of my life. It's kind of feels so good, though. Like, you've customized it to your, you know, your likings. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture of the Arbor Deck and I, I outlined the profile and then I stretched it. And I was like, I am six four. This thing. So I did the. Little, I did a little bit of math. Like, how long should this be for somebody my size? And then I made it what size it is. And I was just. I've. I've loved riding it ever since. Oh. Like I could probably deal with having a wider set of trucks if I could ever find one that's available. Yeah. But it's just got standard size trucks on it for a, a drop through deck, and uh, they work just fine. Like I've I've carved parking garages with it. I've done everything I ever want to do with it. So by every extent of my experience and desire to use this thing, it's performed great. It's amazing. And I've got some yellow green orangutan wheels on it, and it looks oh, awesome. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, just a yellow green marbled uh, wheel. I hate to be this guy, but can I use your restaurant? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll, I will sit here and you just set that down. I will sit here and talk about the sponsors that I don't have and tell you that the restroom is the first door on the right. Everybody. So, sponsors that are real for this show and indirect. Uh, my employer, AZ Rag. If you ever have any uh, sticker car wrap signage needs, you can definitely give us a call. And we will hook you up with the vinyl shenanigans. Um, supporters of my work are all my Instagram followers. Y'all are awesome, and I love you. Thank you for doing the thing. Please keep doing the thing. Um, this is... Oh, I didn't do an intro to the... I didn't do an intro to the podcast. We're going to do the intro right now at an hour and 29 or so minutes into the show. Hi, I'm Thomas Zachary, and this is KAAMP. That is the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. We are a podcast for artists and the general public by an artist all by himself. This is a grassroots podcast for the people of the Knoxville area and regional aboutness. Um, I talk to other artists and creative people in the area or whoever I damn well please because this is my show. And uh, this is just how we do it here. And when I say we, I mean me because I'm the only person doing this damn thing. And that's how I like it. Uh, now that the bathroom break is over, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming. What the hell were we talking about? Skateboards? Uh, we hymns. were talking about skateboards. Hens.com. <laughs> oh my God. Here, sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Not really, I swear. Uh, you know, get you four new heroes and some pack of gold and blah, blah, blah. Every YouTube video I've watched in the last three years. Raid Shadow Legends. Ha, 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 ha.
Yeah. <laughs> or for hymns.com. Don't you love that? Oh, buddy. Uh, so there, there was a, a podcast I did at work for East End Drift. It, <laughs> my boss, my boss made me do a science segment, and it was just terrible every time because uh, it was just like some random bullshit. But the reason I bring this up is because we did a fake ad read one time about graveldepot.com. Hey, do you know what Chip Drop is? No. So Chip Drop is a service where you request a load of wood chips. And they bring it to you whenever the hell they please. <laughs> just like a, just a random. Like you can time. get a whole dump truck load of wood chips, but they will bring it to you whenever the fuck they can. So you order and it's like a year later. No, or? not that much, okay. but um, <laughs> you know, you, they know you need chips. They'll bring it to you when they got it. Hmm. So you know, it could be two days from now. It could be you know three months from now. But you'll get the quantity of wood chips that you ordered. That's insane. It is insane. Is it expensive? Like I, I God, I'd hope not. <laughs> right? at, like, at that mild level of inconvenience it better not be pricey like we're delivering top quality hickory wood chips for smoking you know like no it's it's like landscaping wood chips like the the uh, bush okay, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. um but you know it's funny because it's like, yeah you can pay for it and do whatever right now but we will we'll get you we'll hook you up when we get them <laughs> try, try, wink wink trust me just no time but uh yeah it's a service it's a real thing i know people that have done it they got all the wood chips they ordered you know but it's but we did graveldepot.com and it's the same shit like oh we need you know the 600 cubic yards of gravel or one dump truck load and we'll bring it to you when we got it yes sir, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. called uh, you know call 1-800 gravel depot blah 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 and we'll get you all your gravel needs and yeah, that was, when we get there that, yeah, get there when we get there and that's been one of the funniest fake ad reads of my entire life like i i i had to hide my face from the microphone when that was happening because my giggles would have like overtaken the the fake commercial <laughs> dude that's cool that you were doing stuff for east Tennessee drift though. well that's my boss runs east End drift and he's Wait, he runs it? Yeah, so uh, Lou Garza, who's like episode 15, um, he he's an, uh, a wonderfully talented artist and uh, graphic designer and vehicle rapper and all those all the hats that he wears, he, he wears them pretty well. But yeah, he's my boss. He employs me. I rap cars and do all the That's jazz. Uh, but he, uh, he also hosts a drift series that is a licensing series for Formula Drift. So if you don't win there, you don't get your license to go play with the big boys. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I've worked a few drift events with him and all that jazz, and it's it's cool, dude. Like, working in that automotive realm is a lot of fun. Well, speaking of, I was going to, uh, I just found out today that you do raps and stuff. <laughs> and, because uh, I thought you were three different people. Yeah, well, um, it, <laughs> the internet is a funny, funny place. Well, you do so much crazy shit. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just found that out today, and I was wanting to see about getting my car possibly wrapped. Uh, well, one, one day we can we can talk about that off microphone. Yeah, yeah that, no. that's a good, that's a real good off microphone conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you drive a Focus ST. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. One of my coworkers drives a white Focus ST. Oh, nice. And I I, I enjoy them. It's uh, fun. They're they're fun. They're a fun normal car. Yeah, like, it, normal is a key word. I love it because it's like. A nice daily driver, but it's fun. If you want to get sporty about it, you can yeah. and and be reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, well, I've got. Oh God, what all have I done this week? Um, I did signage at Volunteer High School in Sir Gornsville today, and I did a liquor store in Clinton. And it's.
it's a luxury to be able to be in that environment with those cats. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I really am uh, appreciative of these opportunities. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> man, honestly, I really. I, if you know about the event, and you haven't been. You fucking up. Yeah. Well, no. I signed. <laughs> I signed up, and uh, I was planning on going. I went and spent three hundred dollars on paint. Uh, well, I, when we're when we're done recording, I'll clue you in on something. Well, no, I just had to email him, and I was like, I can't. Right, no, like, but yeah. like, there, there's a few of us that might be going out without an event to just, like, go crash at an Airbnb and, like, oh. up at the park later Okay. So, so I'll clue you in on something when we're done recording. It's it's nothing, like, hard planned, like, concrete yeah, right just now. just kind of maybe in there. It was definitely a short conversation between a lot of people where everybody said yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's usually reassuring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. said yes. So I'll uh, I'll get you in on that. Um. Do you need another adult beverage? Uh, yes, please. All right, yeah. cool. So I'm going to run to the fridge. All right. Um, so as I run to the fridge, I uh, will. What kind of thing, like, where, where, where are you pushing limits in your artwork right now? Okay, pushing limits. Yeah, where are you pushing limits? Um, mixed media. Honestly, mixed media. Um, oh, wait, no. You already had. You want to switch? Yeah, it's fine. I'm cool. I mean, either way, I'm. Cool. I've had them both, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I that one was pretty yummy. I hadn't had it yet. Um, but honestly, I'm trying to. So the past like uh, three, four years, I've maybe picked up a brush six times, picked up a pen maybe thirty times to do some sketching or something. But it's mostly been spray paint, <clears throat> and I'm wanting to try to more so use spray paint as like my my beginner my filler my background and then brush for like very nice details like um a lot of the work i've been trying to do recently i'm going you know like i create a digital concept for the people mm -hmm. you know and i'm like trying to find myself focusing on if i can actually physically do certain things with spray paint that you know i'm giving them so I'm learning that, like, I'm going to have to, I can't just use spray paint forever. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to. things I can't do with this can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand brushwork. I understand, you know, like, how it works. But it's, like, uh, just my patience, man, with, uh, I just love spray paint. It's so fast. Like, it's, it, yeah. I sound like I have, like, ADHD quickly. or a drug problem. <laughs> but it's just, I think the satisfaction that I get from, you know, painting something in 30 seconds versus like get one brush line in 30 seconds, you know, that kind of, yeah. And then on the, on the same token, like that's a wall, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a whole wall. Yeah. I mean, I, with this Carnes job, uh, I've actually just started using brushwork and I was like thinking like, Oh, I'll be done today. And no, <laughs> no, not at all. Dude. I hate, that that idea because like, like the 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 in process expectations yeah like your your timing whenever you're used to a certain flow of work and then that just completely the flow of work is out of the window uh-huh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you pick up a different tool and then everything changes yeah yeah <laughs> which usually happens at every job you're like oh i gotta find a way around this like yep. dude the Carnes high school so the beaver it's eyeball mm -hmm. is a perfect white yeah. uh circle the, if you, you spray paint white is like overspray, like mad yep. crazy. Right. Mad. Okay. So I was like, I did it once and I had to 
fix i spent an hour fixing all the white overspray yeah. and then i was like how am i gonna do this i get a large empty wendy's cup that's trash in my back floorboard cut cut it out and i'm like Spray okay into the so, narrow end of the cup so i just used my trash to help me not screw this up you know yeah. what i mean it's kind of crazy like you just have to i don't know there's there's something to be said about uh, digging through the trash and using it to make art. <laughs> Dude, you should look at my house. <laughs> Me and Kaylee, I mean, you know, two artists, we live together. It, our house is everything is an art supply. It's crazy, uh, like it is insane. If but. you if you were to take a walk uh, down the hallway there, you would find a like four and a half foot wide circular mirror next to <laughs> Just, a. 12 foot wide circular mirror what? with the backing next to it um i was gifted this mirror to do something with so one of my coworkers texted me she's like hey i got this mirror i don't know what to do with it do you want it 12 foot wide no it's uh Wait. four and a half feet wide oh okay and the, Dude, how the, did I small, hear the small mirror well, i did say 12 but uh, i said 12 inches oh shit okay but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> i was like what I don't mind if you think it's 12 feet, but trust me, it's 12 inches. Um, (laughs) Still not to brag. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's this big-ass mirror, and she wanted it out of her house. And she's like, do you want to paint on it or something? And I was like, well, yeah. So I got it home, and it sat around for a couple weeks, and then I took it apart. And I was like, this is a convoluted piece of shit. Mm, So I've got the frame downstairs ready to be worked on, and the actual glass from the two mirrors that were in this one mirror that should have just been one mirror in the first place. Um, dude, yeah, oh, it was it was a mess, but uh, yeah, that's one of those weird things that just kind of like finds its way to you, and you're like, oh no, I have to do something creative with this now, or else I made a terrible decision taking this on. Yay, everything is our supplies, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you should definitely come up to our house sometime. That way, you can actually understand. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty guilty of taking stuff. Like, people be like, I'm just throwing it away. Like, it's like, I'll use this in my artistic practice. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I'm so bad for that. Like, there's two houses up. There's, like, a coffee table sitting on the curb, mm-hmm. and I want to walk up there and get it so, so bad. It takes everything. But, <laughs> and you but, did not but do that it. mirror, and I have a full-size dining table downstairs that I need to customize. So it's like, mm-hmm. I've... You're already, like, I have, yeah. And, and then, like, a four-by-four four square table. I have enough mm. furniture projects right now that I told myself I was going to do in the summer, and it is September. Jeez. <laughs> that so, sucks, man. So before yeah. it gets stupid I cold know. This, this winter, I need to uh, finish the furniture projects. Yeah, I know that feeling, dude. It's And it rides on you, too. Because like, I, you know. I know they're down there, and I know they're not done, and I know I haven't even started on them. Mm. So it's just like... Oh, yeah, let me start on this 12 by 12 canvas. It's just like, but there's a table downstairs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much. It's terrible. But whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I just really want... That was like that table was going to be my one summer project, and it's not summer anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So, yeah, I know exactly what it's like to do such shenanigans oh boy it's yeah see half finished projects everywhere not not started well see i don't i don't really half finish a lot of stuff the longest painting i've done lately i took like four months to paint one like 16 by 24 painting or something like that but that's Mm. only because i hadn't had that like aha moment about the last aspect of the painting it's like uh, I knew everything I needed up until this point. And I was like, I'm going to let this rest until like I really, like it hits me. I'm going to figure this out one day. Yeah, yeah. And that was like three months. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> like I had it in my living room here 
on display like so I could see it all the time and look at it and think about it in the back of my head. And then I woke up one Saturday morning like, <gasps> that's it, that's what I got to do. <laughs> and just, I did it. And my sister owns that. It's hanging in her, it's hanging in her house because that was a Christmas present for her. Oh, nice. But, uh, <laughs> oh my God, I was so upset with myself. Like, why the fuck did it take me three months to finish this painting? <laughs> <laughs> and all I had to do was like, paint a sun. That's all I had to do, paint the sun. I mean, that could be difficult. Range, and it was a really like mandala abstract sunrise uh-huh. thing. So it wasn't like, how do you paint the sun? Yeah, it like, was I knew just... what it was going to look like in my style. So it... it was like, as soon as I was like, oh yeah, you know, ha oh, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did I not think of this a month and a half ago or two months ago? Whatever. The funny thing uh, about my sister, actually, speaking of sisters, um, she wanted me to paint butterflies on her bathroom door. And uh, this was like at the beginning of my spray painting. It didn't look as good as those prints. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about this guy later. He's cool. Yeah, they look great. Um, but uh, so I was like in a hurry. I wasn't in a hurry. I was just want to say, I guess she's my sister. So I was just like, okay, I got this. Yeah, like I wasn't right. worried, Let you know. Slap this out real quick. So I did not double check which way the door was so it was upside down whenever we hung it like there was no oh, so i was you painted it out of the frame I, like yeah i took it off the frame something? and then took it outside and painted it oh that's and, amazing and it was completely upside down so did she keep it yeah yeah, oh, what a <laughs> yeah. Great sister. it doesn't look that bad but i mean it's like why know. are these butterflies flying down don't ask questions yeah <laughs> she just she really just wanted a bunch of color i guess but they're really was, pretty butterflies right yeah, they, they're, they're kind like, of car- they're kind of cartoony. This not... is when you say yes, yes. They're gorgeous, <laughs> but fun. Well, you know, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta critique myself always. Right, uh, my own harshest critic, but I'm definitely gonna give you the opportunity to be like, "Fuck yeah, I knocked them butterflies out of the park." <laughs> no, I've been, wa- <laughs> I've been wanting my uh, redemption with butterflies lately. So, well, dude, get you some redemption with butterflies. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that might be what I do next. Butterfly. I mean, I'm sitting on a lot of black paint right now, so <laughs> you can definitely might... do some butterfly stuff. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the first uh, one of the first gigs I really did as as a muralist was uh, it was it was in Artist Alley, the opposite side of Market Square, Strong Alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but or I guess it is Artist Alley. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Now I don't I don't give a shit what the city calls it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a big piece, like a landscape piece, and it was all like purple, not sceny. Really, really, I was a big fan of it. Like it turned out really well compared to what I thought it was going to turn out like. That's such a good feeling. Oh yeah. And then when they built Scruffy City Hall, they knocked that part of the wall out and put the gas utility hardware in the alley in in that section of the wall and put those big steel barriers around it. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> so they knocked my thing down. It's like, like the one up. time you're like, yeah, I'm happy with that. And, and I uh, walked by there a couple months later and I realized the gas utility was taking up this place uh, that used to be a wall with my art on it. That's so frustrating. No! You know when Luke Skywalker thinks that his father died? Yeah. Before he, <laughs> yeah, knew he turned yeah. into a force ghost? He's just like, no! Was, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of Star Wars, but I know just, that. <laughs> there, was a, there was a literal, long, drawn-out, distressed, no yell. <laughs> And the first time I walked by the spot that used to contain the artwork that I was proud of. <laughs> Man. But you know what? I've had a really good time at Scruffy City Hall since. 
Mm. So I can't really hold it against them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place. <laughs> I like it a lot. The, the Dogwood Arts is supposed to have had me down to paint in Strong Alley or Artist Alley for the past two years, but I just haven't. I think that ball keeps getting dropped. Yeah. Well, funny thing, they told me they were going to have me down, and then they were like, hey, would you... They emailed me and asked me if I would be like the uh, graffiti maintenance person like if i would walk through the alley regularly and if anybody did graffiti i have to fix whatever painting it was yeah i'm just uh, like that would be i don't know kind of cool I'm, but i'm not gonna paint over other people's artwork but yeah here's my thing is like i gotta you know go look at it like drive down there park yeah, look you guys at spend it your resources to make this happen yeah yeah and i don't you know it seems like i would be a lot of money in paint and time you know unless you're directly gonna build a city for it yeah i mean yeah they didn't say that they they? did they did mention the pay i don't remember how much it was but i was like "Eh, no (laughs) yeah like not saying like i make a lot of money or anything but it's just no just not like why don't you if it gets tagged just paint over the whole thing and let someone else do a new piece or call call the person that got tagged over top of me like hey somebody vandalized your artwork hey you still got that paint left that you did this job with which they probably do you know well, I don't, I don't. I'm not hating on him. I'm, I'm just gonna saying. I'm going to withhold my opinion about the Artist Alley projects in town because I don't have a favorable opinion on it. I, I just want to get down there and paint in that alley. Right. Like, I, at this point, it's just like I've been waiting. I want to do it. But when, you know? there, when was the last time there was an open call for artists to paint in that alley? And it's been like six well, years. Megan Lingerfeld does that corner regularly. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah and that's Chance cool. has got yeah. that big uh, bumblebee piece opposite, like at the end of the alley. Yeah, I do like how they still have uh, Cody Swaggerty's bug up there. That's yeah. cool. There, there's definitely some good stuff in there, but it's Curse not, Glover, yeah. That 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 alley is not op, is not operated the same way it was seven or eight years ago, which kind of bums me out. Yeah, I wish it was more graffiti with art. Well, like, even, even if it's not graffiti, it's the first couple of years I lived in town, they had like two events every year. Like, hey, the alley's open. We've painted over everything. Come do your thing. Like, oh. us, yeah, it was more of an open call. Like, hey, we have this list of spaces. Oh, man. available. You know, tell us which one you want. Come out on this day. Paint it. When and, was this? Like, God, like 2013 to 2015 or 16. Oh, crap. Wait, how old were you? 31. 31. So you've been doing art like consistently for a minute. I've now. been, I've been taking seriously my creative practice for eight years now. If I have to wow. quantify it. Yeah. Eight, eight ish years. That's crazy. Uh, that's me like doubled, but like, I didn't really start taking it seriously till four, what, three, well, four years ago. It, it was one of those things where once I realized the value in this practice for me, I just dove in. And it was one of those things where if I don't, you know, when you stumble over something in your life that you didn't know you needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what taking seriously my creative practice was because ever since I was a little kid, I've drawn stuff, made stuff, painted stuff, whatever. But when I became old enough to see how this benefited me as a person and how this was a healthful practice for me, mm. I became more serious about it. Uh, I also become more serious about like riding a skateboard, 
for uh, like uh, mental health reasons. Yeah. Because flow state for me is one of the most. All right, fuck it. Here we go. Uh, flow state for me is one of the most healthy practices I have as a person. And that can be drawing something that can be riding my skateboard. Moving meditation period is one of the most helpful things I can do for me. And I'm really happy to undertake any instance of moving meditation. Whether that okay. be taking slow, deep breaths at the dentist or sitting at my desk and drawing something for six hours on a Saturday morning until I'm hungry and have a headache and realize I'm a human and I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, yeah. and it's those two extremes because you can find this anywhere. Um, so once I realized or looked at this through that lens, I understood that anywhere I can find this state of mind is a good thing for me. And I appreciate, understand, and actively look for more places to implement this in my life. So after the art, it was the skateboarding. Uh, I found, long, I knew what longboarding was, and I knew how people did it, and I knew about it a lot because YouTube and rabbit holes and general curiosity. So I rode an electric skateboard for the first time in like 2014. Yeah. I've never ridden one of those. They're great. They look uh, fun. But I'd never been comfortable enough with myself on a machine to where I could confidently maneuver my weight and propel myself. So once I figured mm. out how to maneuver my weight, propelling myself became not an issue. Yeah. So then learning how to kick push was cake. Yeah, yeah. Once okay, I yeah. figured out how to lean and how to conduct myself. Like huh. that, just familiarity with that series of motions. That's crazy. I've never heard anybody learning like that. Well, yeah, I know. It's really totally backwards. No, that's um, smart, actually. That's... But that's just how it unfolded in my life. Uh, and then once I discovered that, like, I worked for local motors at this period of time, so drift trikes were a big uh, thing in my life. I have three of them in my garage right now. That is awesome. Um, so that is moving meditation. Like, I love motorsports, like uh, riding motorcycles, racing drift cars. Like, I have a lot of life experience with automotive, motors, you know, motorsports and competition in general. So, like... Being in the zone and doing the thing is something I'm extremely familiar with. Like I've played sports, I've done skateboarding. Like I, I can imagine the next time or the first time I get on a snowboard, I'll just fucking get it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you know those those times, and when I can find them in my daily life, I take them because that is a healthy thing for me to do for my person and my <laughs> the, the the waves of electricity flowing through my brain. Um, moving meditation is a big thing. It's, and it's, it's also why I ask people where they find their Zen and their workflow or if they find it at all. Like that's, that's a big reason I asked that question, uh, which kind of is led to from the, what's a creative day look like for you question. Oh yeah. Which, yeah. But we're not there yet. Cause I don't think we actually got to the bottom of your creative day. We uh, kind of got started <laughs> and this is, <laughs> we, I we would take this much coffee and then you looked at colors and then we veered off. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, w once I got to a point in my life where I was aware of myself enough to understand this about myself, I jumped in. And I was mm. like, look, anything you can do, any other activity that helps you quiet your mind, go. Do it. So, yeah. you know, drawing and painting is the one I have immediately at my disposal at any given time on any given day. Yeah, and which is crazy to think about. It doesn't – I don't know. It just kind of seems weird. It seems like – uh seems like you wouldn't, it's just not always there, but it is. It you is. just have to do it. So, you know? 
So if you listen to the Carl Gombert episode, he and I talk about um, being in your studio literally and metaphorically. Uh, so you, you carry your studio with you in the back of your mind all the time. God, that's true. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not, that is a thing that you're capable of, and you do it whether you know you do it or not. So wild, yeah. Yeah. So when he said that, it really like labeled a thing in my mind that I am very familiar with. It just now I have a term to identify it by. Yeah. So you know, anytime I hit that that moving meditation, I feel as if I'm in my studio, quote unquote. You know. So it's one of those scenarios where anytime I can quiet my mind and be involved, present, and reactionary to the things that are going on, like that moving meditation, zen, flow state, whatever you want to call it, I'll take every literal opportunity in the day to make that happen. Yeah. Literally every opportunity. Uh, you know, there'll be nights where I go ride my skateboard for three hours up and down one parking garage just because I know I'm going to be safe and I've got my helmet on and I know that I can do this and it'd be okay. And it's You'll just somewhere I can positively spend energy and time and not hurt myself and not hurt anyone else and just quiet my mind. Yeah. And, and it's, it's good. There's really nothing like it. stepping on a skateboard, dude. Like, oh my god, I've skated since I was thirteen. Like, I haven't been able to do it for like a year now. But I'm sad. That sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> I'm so ready to just ride. I don't even want to do tricks anymore. I just want to ride. Well, know? that's why I ride a longboard because I don't want to. Do I can't tricks. ride a longboard. I just want to cruise, dude. I just want to cruise. This is I embarrassing. Just wanna, I just want to zig and zag around. I just want to cruise. I stepped on a longboard and I fell. Like, I don't know what it is. It just I can't longboard. I don't know. I can ride a skateboard with nice bearings. I've got nice bearings on my longboard. I've I'll fall. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about the way the trucks, the inverted. Well, I don't have any like double kingpin trucks or something. I just have regular ass trucks. Like it's it's huh. my board is set up to cruise, uh, slow to moderate speed, and carve. Okay, that's that's all it does. That Maybe it was the the type of longboard I stepped on. Whatever I stepped double, on, was... double kingpin trucks are gnarly. It, I, I think it felt backwards. Like it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was strange. Well, plus the the wheelbase of longboards, and mine's really long because I built it myself. It's like forty four inches total. Jeez, uh, total length. So wheelbase is probably like thirty six inches, maybe. Wow. Uh, but that's it's, it's a long, long board. It's not the longest longboard, but well, yeah, but that's it's. I that's, built it to it's scale. like taller than me. <laughs> well, see, I built it to a scale for me. I'm six four, and I built it to where oh, okay. I can comfortably yeah. stand on it. Because the board I had, I really liked the shape of. I just wanted a wider stance on it, so I was like, you know, screw this. I'm gonna go three D print a different skateboard with blackjack and hookers, and it's gonna be better. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I con. This is back when I worked at Local Motors. So I. I I sweetly talked one of my coworkers into printing two examples of a board that I designed. Oh, dude, a, that's a, awesome! Out of a then experiment, I think I can like legally talk about this now since the company is out of business. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a carbon fiber impregnated nylon filament. Uh, it has like three millimeter long carbon fiber fibers in the nylon plastic. Oh, wow. Makes it uh, super stiff and really flexible. Well, flexible and strong, not stiff. Yeah, nylon is flexible and carbon fiber is strong, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it has some bounce to it, kind of like a true bamboo board, but it's super strong. 
That's cool. And um, that's I, took, I took the hardware off my Arbor deck that was a, a drop-through deck and put it on this deck, which was also designed as a drop-through deck. And I uh, just put everything on there and started riding it and put some grip tape on it, and it fucking rocked. And it still fucking rocks. This is my favorite skateboard of all skateboards in the history of skateboards. I made this one from Dude, bottom yeah. to top, and I'm super Yeah, you straight-up custom skateboard. Yeah, like, that's insane. So, you know, I took the same shape as the Arbor board and just made it, scaled it up to someone my height. Oh, okay. Smart. So I, it went from like 38 inches to 47 inches or whatever it is now. So, you know, I just I just made it a little longer. And uh, I like if you ever see me out on a skateboard, it's that skateboard. That's the only skateboard yeah. I ride. That's like, the only skateboard like, oh, I this, ever want to ride. It's kind of, of feels so good, though. Like you've customized it to your, you know, your likings. Yeah, I took a picture of the Arbor Deck and I, I outlined the profile. And then I stretched it. And I was like, I am six four. This thing. So I did the. Little, I did a little bit of math. Like, how long should this be for somebody my size? And then I made it what size it is. And I just, I've, I've loved riding it ever since. Awesome. Like, I could probably deal with having a wider set of trucks if I could ever find one that's available. Yeah. But it's just got standard size trucks on it for a, a drop through deck, and uh, they work just fine. Like I've I've carved parking garages with it. I've done everything I ever want to do with it. So by every extent of my experience and desire to use this thing, it's performed great. It's amazing. And I've got some yellow green orangutan wheels on it, and it looks oh awesome. hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, just a yellow green marbled uh, wheel. I hate to be this guy, but can I use your restroom? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll, I will sit here and you just set that down. I will sit here and talk about the sponsors that I don't have and tell you that the restroom is the first throw on the right. Everybody, so sponsors that are real for this show and indirect. Uh, my employer, AZ Rag, if you ever have any uh, sticker car wrap signage needs, you can definitely give us a call and we will hook you up with the vinyl shenanigans. Um, supporters of my work are all of my Instagram followers. Y'all are awesome and I love you. Thank you for doing the thing. Please keep doing the thing. Um, this is... Oh, I didn't do an intro to the... I didn't do an intro to the podcast. We're going to do the intro right now at an hour and 29 or so minutes into the show. Hi, I'm Thomas Zachary, and this is KAAMP. That is the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. We are a podcast for artists and the general public by an artist all by himself. This is a grassroots podcast for the people of the Knoxville area and regional aboutness. Um, I talk to other artists and creative people in the area or whoever I damn well please because this is my show. And uh, this is just how we do it here. And when I say we, I mean me because I'm the only person doing this damn thing. And that's how I like it. Uh, now that the bathroom break is over, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming. What the hell are we talking about? Skateboards? Uh, Hymns. Hymns.com. <laughs> oh Here, sponsored by Raid Shadowation. It's not really, I swear. Uh, you know, get you four new heroes and some pack of gold and blah, blah, blah. Every YouTube video I've watched in the last three years. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yeah. Or for uh, Hymns.com. Don't you love that? Oh, buddy. Uh, so there, there was a, a podcast I did at work for East End Drift. It, <laughs> my boss, 
my boss made me do a science segment and it was just terrible every time. Uh, it was just like some random bullshit. But the reason I bring this up is because we did a fake ad read one time about graveldepot.com. Hey, do you know what chip drop is? No. So chip drop is a service where you request a load of wood chips and they bring it to you whenever the hell they please. <laughs> just like a, just a random like you can time. You get a whole dump truck load of wood chips but they will bring it to you whenever the fuck they can. So you order and it's like a year later? No, like, not that much. Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, they know you need chips. They'll bring it to you when they got it. Hmm. So, you know, it could be two days from now. It could be you know, three months from now. But you'll get the quantity of wood chips that you ordered. That's insane. It is insane. Is it expensive? Like I, I God, I'd hope not. <laughs> right? Wood chips. At, like At that mild level of inconvenience, it better not be pricey. They're like, we're delivering top quality hickory wood chips for smoking. You know, like. No, it's it's like landscaping wood chips. Like the, the uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny because, like, yeah, you can pay for it and do whatever right now, but we will, we'll get you. We'll hook you up when we get them. <laughs> wink, wink, trust me. Just no time. But, uh, yeah, it's a service. It's a real thing. I know people that have done it. They got all the wood chips they ordered, you know. But it's but we did graveldepot.com, and it's the same shit. Like, oh, we need, you know, the 600 cubic yards of gravel or one dump truck load. And we'll bring it to you when we got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Called, uh, you know, call 1-800-GRAVEL-DEPOT, blah, blah, blah. We'll get you all your gravel needs. Be and there was, when we get there. <laughs> Get there when we get there, and that's been one of the funniest fake ad reads of my entire life. Like I, I, I had to hide my face from the microphone when that was happening because my giggles would have like overtaken the the fake commercial. <laughs> Dude, that's cool that you were doing stuff for East Tennessee Drift, though. Well, that's my boss runs East End Drift, and he's wait, he runs it. Yeah, so uh, I'm Luke friends Garza, with your boss. Who's like episode fifteen. Um, he he's an, uh, a wonderfully talented artist and uh, graphic designer and vehicle rapper and all those all the hats that he wears he he wears them pretty well. But yeah, he's my boss. He employs me. I rap cars and do all the things. Uh, but he uh, he also hosts a drift series and that is a licensing series for Formula Drift. So if you don't win there, you don't get your license to go play with the big boys. That's awesome. And uh, you know, I've worked a few drift events with him and all that jazz, and it's it's cool, dude. Like. Working in that automotive realm is a lot of fun. Well, speaking of, I was going to, uh, I just found out today that you do raps and stuff. <laughs> and because uh, I thought you were three different people. Yeah. Well, um, it, the yeah. internet is a funny, funny place. Well, you do so much crazy shit. Like, I don't <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just found that out today and I was wanting to see about getting my car possibly wrapped. Uh, well, one, one day we can we can talk about that off microphone yeah yeah that, no. that's a good that's a real good off microphone conversation oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you drive a focus st yeah, yeah yeah all right cool one of my coworkers drives a white focus st oh nice and i i, I enjoy them uh, it's fun they're they're fun they're a fun normal car yeah it normal is a key word i love it because it's like a nice daily driver but it's fun you if you want to get sporty about it you can yeah and and be reasonable yeah um but yeah dude i've got oh god what all have i done this week um i did signage at volunteer high school in sir gornsville today and i did a liquor store in clinton and then uh we were doing a flatbed truck for somebody and tomorrow i'll be working on a scat pack challenger that i'm supposed to do stripes on oh uh, i don't know what kind of stripes but that's what's happening tomorrow um i put 
a Captain America graphic on the side of a Jeep Wrangler yesterday. Oh, that's cool. I'll show you a picture of that. Yeah. Uh, it was very Murka, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Have uh, a big on, old fucking yeah, episode. That's almost <laughs> but uh, we hooked up a really good client of ours, and and he was very happy. So yeah, that's that's what happens. Um, that's good. Also, I wrapped a boat last week. Yeah, I, we do all kinds of shit. Work like stripe jobs for muscle cars, boats, trailers, flatbeds, whatever. I don't care. We're we're all over the place. Uh, You're but, all over the place, dude. I know. Like you do. Like uh, so, hold on now. Like. So I'm sorry. I'm starting to interview you now. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, That's what we're here for. Okay, so how? Uh, I guess like on a, a percentage level, like how often do you take what you've learned and experienced and done through the detailing, or not the detailing, the wrapping and all this stuff, like with your art? Like, do you cross over mm, like so, techniques that you've learned and stuff? So yes, in the way that I've discovered vinyl as a medium know in the way that what have I learned wrapping a car translate to how I would like to use vinyl as a medium uh, yeah. I would use vinyl in a flat 2D way for yeah. artistic purposes for my own self and my own personal time Okay, but the thought process and, and workflow of wrapping a car or making a large format sign or something is something that I've tried to build aspects into my own personal workflow. Okay. Because there's a lot more, um, forethought and intent and planning into these kind of things. Yeah. I mean, cars uh, are so symmetrical. Well, like, it's not even that. It's just that first of all, you have a customer, you have to coordinate with said customer. Uh, you okay. have to conversate yeah. back and forth with their needs, desires, expectations. And that conversation with a customer is something that I've been able to internalize and have a conversation with myself about with my artwork. And so, like, I have this idea. What serves this idea? What doesn't serve this idea? What what workflow, what medium, what style would best benefit the idea I'm trying to convey? So being able to best execute my intent has been aided by the workflow of my profession. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Like the way you worded that was very, yeah. Very well, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to get You're this narrowing it down me. very good. Uh, <laughs> like I really want to like give a concise thought on this. Um, so yeah, that's a conversation I've been more willing and more able and more enthusiastically having with myself about what ideas. Like the 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 series of art I debuted in August at Psych Show was probably the first consistent series of art I've used that headspace for. Um, not that I haven't used it or haven't employed it in the past. It's just that those five pieces that I displayed were a direct product of that headspace. That was what was on your story today. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's I think what I I've been posting the last couple of days with the heavy write-ups. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah. I saw it, yeah. The, uh, and that has been very beneficial, and I'm very appreciative, and that, that particular aspect of this workflow translated to my personal artistic expression has been really fruitful. Um, beyond that, not so much, but... 
my creative efforts at work are a double-edged sword because <clears throat> I love working with cars. I love cars, machines, automotive stuff. God, it it's is great. like it's, it is one of the core influences of my artistic expression period across the board because I've grown up around cars. My grandpa used to own a used car lot, service station. Like I've been around people modifying and maintaining cars since I could walk. Yeah. And I am so grateful for this aspect of my life. Like it, the, the crazy psychedelic shit I do now as mandala geometric work would not be what it is without the automotive inspiration that I've gained throughout my life strictly because I do these things in the headspace of pinstripe and brushwork and very yeah i was literally watching things, a video in that manner the way that you uh do your strokes yeah. are very precise I, very one stroke that's you know and and that's that's a style i've been working in since i've taken my artistic practice seriously in the last like two and a half or so years i've really been able to whittle it down into something that is concise and accurate and and enjoyable to make and not not only enjoyable to make but aesthetically pleasing on the back end when yeah. it's done you yeah know? Uh, so it's it's been one of those things but also just being creative with my problem solving has been really enjoyably frustrating because mm. i've had all sorts of jobs since i've been in the workforce in Knoxville. I've had skilled labor jobs. I've had retail jobs. I've driven and operated Zambonis. I've maintained facilities. I've sold, you know, pipes and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. I've done. Dude. I've done all kinds <laughs> of shit. You are everywhere. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of different ways I've, th I've seen things. Oh God. Oh, there's a lot of different ways I've seen things and how they work and all this shit. So it's one of those scenarios that, I just, once I learn the system, I find where I can play within that system. Yeah, yeah. And that's been a really fun way to explore my creative outputs. It's like, oh, here's that little fun pocket that I wanted. Well, you yeah, know what and, I mean? Like, and, once you and, get. And it's know. like when I get a new tool or I discover a new color or there's a new brush I want to play with, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, whatever it happens to be, I will find that thing and play within that arena until I understand it in a way that I can accurately and, and uh, enthusiastically, like, fold it into the rest of my workflow. Yeah, yeah. Like, 3D printing came into my artistic workflow, like, five years ago, maybe. Oh, wow. But... I'm always learning how to deeper incorporate it into whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. And that's the same with brush technique or color theory or what, you know, I'm always figuring out where is the next space this thing needs to occupy. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just, my, my brain will not leave these things <laughs> alone. So I stay awake and think about them. I was literally about to say, <laughs> you know, artists are their own worst critics, and you have so much going on that I can't imagine you getting very much sleep. Like, well, okay, so if we'll be serious about this, average night of sleep for me is between four and a half and six hours. 
And I was talking about this with a buddy the other day, and he was like, dude, I don't know how you do this. Like, I have to get eight hours. I was just like, it's physically impossible. For That's me been my sleep hours. lately, and it's not good. It's my normal. I'm grouchy, dude. Like, at, like, <laughs> I'm so, so I try, I really genuinely try not to get less than four and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, that's four hours is rough. Like, if I get six, buddy, we're good. Six is all right. If I get eight, I don't know what happened. Are you like groggy if you get <laughs> no, eight? No, not, not that I'm groggy. It's just like it's so outside the normal window of. You're just confused. Like, what, <laughs> what time is it? What year? It's like I'm Robin Williams in Jumanji. What year is it? You know, like that kind of shit. So I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. Oh, I, I really. Goodness. All right, and we're back. Blah blah blah. Shenanigans were had. Um, <laughs> we were talking about creative processes and integrating things. Um, so yeah, it took me a while to integrate three D printing into my workflow. It took me a while to integrate. Um, the protocols that I've found fruitful from my professional creative endeavors into my personal creative endeavors. So I'm going to turn this question back on you and say, what experiences or things have you tried to like fold into your creative practice? Okay. That's a good one. Um, yeah, well, you better have an answer. Uh, no, I'm already, yeah, no, I have <laughs> my, my mind is like, going through like a whirlwind right now okay so um i worked in restaurants most of my life like since i was like 16 17 um and i feel like it's gonna sound nerdy but culinary art color color theory with culinary art nerd i'm about to I know. show you one of my tattoos so. <laughs> nerd i am a nerd oh yeah dude yeah you yeah 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 you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying. So I have two knives and a fork on the back of my right arm that says culinary <laughs> arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's another oh type boy. of art, you know. Uh, I'm gonna get culinary arts on the bottom scratched out and just like written over it, say food shit. <laughs> yeah. At, at some point. Um, Culinary arts. Yeah, I know, right? Some, some bullshit. It's literally gonna say food shit. I will have an expletive on my body at that point. But um, yeah, dude. I mean. Food as a creative outlet is an amazingly expressive creative outlet. And I've, um, I've always been a fan of how somebody can put their taste of whatever on a plate and serve it to you. And then you perfectly understand what it is they're trying to say. But not only, not only that, colors, I'm talking color theory with food presentation. Mm, And that's a whole nother level. That's a different lens on this topic. Yeah. Like that's like. I'm, I mean, I like food and everything, and I just since I've been cooking for so long, like if uh, if I can, I'll think about the colors and the presentation. You know what I mean? If I if I'm if I can spend however much money I want, I'm gonna yeah. make something look cool. Right. You know? I, I want purple and orange potatoes on my plate. Yeah, I'm gonna you spend six hours it. cooking that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and honestly, in my experience, like food wise, I've I've spent a lot of time in the outdoor cookery realm. Uh, like uh, amateur and professional barbecue competitions and stuff like that. Oh. So, like a lot of my, a lot of my color theory thought in food context comes in the way of what's this going to look like after it's cooked for six hours, mm. because like a brisket or a set of ribs, yeah, or like you know, like that that low and slow approach is where my 
head is directed to most of the time because that's what I cook with my dad. That's what I cook with my dad's friends. It's like all the competitive things that we do together in food context is about barbecue. Yeah. So that style of presentation is where that's, my head's at. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of preparation. Well, it, it's prep too, but at the end of it, it's like you got – how are you going to plate this? If you were going to present a platter to judges, what would it look like? You know, like, uh, what's, how deep is the smoke ring? Are you going to use cilantro for a green greenery bed? You know, like that, that whole mm. ballpark is like dad and I will prep and cook all day. And then he'll be like, how are you going to present this? And just put this all on me. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why? Thanks for the pressure. <laughs> like, you mean I have to do the part the judges see when they see everything for the first time? Why? <laughs> what are you, a pressure cooker? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, this this is... Dad enjoys letting me use my creative vision on a plate of ribs, you know, and I don't yeah. mind doing that because a plate of ribs is delicious. No matter how good they look, they're going to taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. I mean, but like at Tupelo, whenever I worked there, I was there for eight years, um, about eight years. But I would make family meal for like for about five years. Buddy, let me tell you, I've heard about some of those family meals and they sounded delicious. Oh, dude, we get down sometimes. Yeah. I've yeah. heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like there was times where like if I had the time to make a nice like, you know, I make a nice fruit puree or something. But I pick like a certain color and then I pick like certain foods that'll go well with that the flavor, flavor yeah and it's like just the feeling whenever you get a nice presentation with color theory like color presentation taste um i i guess that's the most i can say that right, i've yeah. brought with art well i mean it, that in itself is such a niche category of thought when it comes to artistic expression that I would say there are very helpful things you could pull from that to your tangible, creative, like, oh, yeah. literal artworks. I mean, know? just like cooking, you don't always have all the ingredients you need. With painting, you don't always have the correct <laughs> colors right. and yeah. brushes that you need. Yeah. You know, you forgot that fat cap at home. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever it may fucking be. Yeah, like it's pretty rough sometimes, and you got to figure out a way around it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, okay, I'll well, use... that, that that being on your toes part. Is part of the moving meditation. Yeah. Like, you have to deal with the things that are in front of you right now. Yeah. Because they're in front of you right now. You have to move out of the way yeah. or fucking go with it. Yeah. Like, the, one or the other. Yeah. Those are the only options. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's one of the that's one of the decisions. Those styles of decisions are something I'm faced with on a daily basis in my professional life. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. you know, I don't. I don't always have the luxury of having all the tools I need at my disposal. So like, how do you do the thing you need to do without the tool, you know, you could do it with. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you start looking around the shop. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like what? And you're scratching your chin, you know, what, and what, what could I do? And I think in those moments, you really figure out how creative you are, because if you come up with some uh, convoluted plan and it works just fine, then you executed a hundred percent no matter if you had the tool you needed or not yeah so there's like well, tomorrow i'm i don't know if i'm supposed to but there are to be stripes put on a, the scat pack challenger that i mentioned earlier yeah and there's a thousand ways to skin that cat 
Like there's there's a thousand ways to do all sorts of stuff. Just depends on which way you go. Depends on who you are, what ways you're comfortable with, what ways you know, what ways you know are possible but never tried. You know, there's, yeah. It's one of those things. Like in art, there are a million different ways to achieve X. Which of those, or which one, or which combination thereof, are you gonna pick? Oh yeah, yeah. And I I enjoy that challenge. That's one of the things I go. There are a certain set of variables in my workday that are always the same, but then outside of that, sky's the limit. Yeah. You know? Okay. Whenever okay, so at the Waverly Walls, do you do like a doodle grid? Do you do what do you do to get started? Like, what's your? Do you just start sketching? So right. I, I'm not a doodle grid person. That is not me saying I'm against doodle grids. Yeah, yeah. No, doodle grids are great. So many different ways. Yeah. Uh, they are very helpful for a lot of people, and I see tons of people use them. Portraits, uh, I have like, to do a whatever. Grid. Whatever like, the yeah. end result is, there is a useful place for a grid or some regimenting of the artwork in that way. Yeah. Uh, I personally don't really do that because I like the workflow of having a can in my hand and a wall in front of me. I'm not going to step back. And then take a picture and like get on my iPad and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, because, it sucks. I mean, I don't have an iPad. Uh, well, that's what I was about to ask you next. If you've ever actually done digital work that on I've a translated pic- to a wall on a picture of the wall and then um, been like, I want it to look exactly that like that specific workflow. No, have I drawn a picture and then put it on a wall? Bet your ass. Yeah, but not like draw something oh it would fit this wall and but then, you like, want try to, to exactly. put it on that wall digitally and then figure out how that works and then yeah. go put it on the tangible wall no i've never yeah. done that huh. um but that's pretty cool that you haven't done that well i so it's one of those things where i try to do things that are simple enough that i feel confident about but are are aesthetically pleasing enough that i feel comfortable presenting yeah so yeah so uh, there have been times where I've sketched out the piece I'm going to go do on a wall. And there have been times where I know exactly what I'm going to do on that wall. And I've never put pen to paper with that idea. Just in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I love that feeling by the way. Well, that's yeah, a, great, it's a feeling. great feeling, but that also comes with some comfort with the idea itself when it like smacks you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there's, and then there's, like, so after, in, in my creative workflow in my head, I'll have an idea hit me, and I'm like, yes, you know, oh my God, I have to do this, must create. But then I'll think about the practical side of it. Like, if I were to do this, how would I do it? And I'll think about the background, and then the layering, and the color theory, and all the stuff. Yeah. So one of the examples of never touching pen to paper before I saw the wall was the jump piece that I did. And it was this post-apocalyptic like environmentally damaged landscape and there was just this one little like stick figure dude jumping into this portal to outer space don't know where it goes don't know what's up you just know once you cross this plane you're going to be somewhere different you know i didn't see this one uh, it's way up on the hill and i don't i'll have to show you pictures but um, it's just this guy jumping off this mountaintop into this portal to God knows where. 
and the piece is called Jump. And I like the minute I saw it in my head, I knew exactly how I was going to put it on this wall. Yeah, just like yeah, it made sense. The, the image like, was fully realized when I thought about it the first time. Yeah, you're like, I'll do this part, this part, this part. Yeah. And then I thought about the execution of this. I was like, well, what am I going to do first? Like this, and that, and then just yeah. I kind of worked my way from the wall out because like background, foreground, detail, blah blah blah. Because yeah. It, it, it itself was a really simple image, so there were five or six different layers in my head to it. Yeah. So I knew how I was going to lay down the base coat. I knew what I was going to do with the background. I knew what I was going to do with the landscape. I knew what I was going to do with the character. I knew what I was going to do with the character, envir- you know, interacting with the landscape and the environment. I just knew it was, it was a simple enough image and idea that I knew exactly how to execute it when I thought of it. Yeah. And that hardly ever happens no that's a hard one yeah i mean that's a tough one yeah i i didn't have an issue uh with how this idea came to me and i had no issue with how i was intending to execute it so i went there on the day and knocked it out and uh it was one of those scenarios where it was just me well elliot went with me this time so that was cool he got to help me uh, but it was me and the wall and I knew exactly what I needed to do and the wall didn't fight me. The, like the wall was just like, let's go brother. Come on. You know, yeah. It was, it was one <laughs> of those days where everything lines up and it just worked out, which hardly ever happens. I'm like getting chills. Cause I, I love that whenever stuff just, you know, mm-hmm. just, whew, that's the best way I can say it. And out of the like five pieces I've made at the walls, that's the only one that's just been like click, click, click. Everything was cool. But uh, all uh, of all the pieces that I've made there, that one's not my favorite. But that was probably the one I enjoyed the most making. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a difference in, yeah, enjoying making it and, like, your final outcome. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, that, that thin red line is a hard one to tow. Yeah, you want to enjoy it. I really it. don't ever try to tow it. Oh, super Dude, hard. Kaylee, if you uh, if you do end up having her on, like that's no, I fully intend to. So just count on that. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say her art is like she is everywhere as well, all over the place. But she does what makes her happy. Yeah, like, as, it, as one should. Yeah, yeah, and it's like whereas like I have the tendency to be like I need to keep practicing this. You mm-hmm. know, um, she is all over the place. Like if it doesn't make her happy, she'll do something crazy different. She messes with so many different things. All right. So that, that puts me, this will be the last serious question of this conversation. But, um, this, since my workflow and flow state and Zen shenanigans about my creative practice, I have to ask, um, do you ever feel as if you are a conduit for the things that you create or do your, do the things you create, do you feel confidently in saying that you generated these ideas? So is there a mm. ratio between things you feel confident that are yours and the ideas that are not like how, where does that balance fall? Yes. And no, always that answer. <laughs> I mean, okay. So if I'm doing art for myself, mm-hmm. I feel like a conduit. Okay. If I'm doing art for, you know, a place, a business, um, I always give them 
they give me their ideas. I give them three revisions on my digital concept with a deposit. Um, but usually I end up giving them a couple more things, you know, just like, just uh, I get it. Just it's cause. a small little change, whatever. But, um, yeah, usually, so it's their idea from the beginning. They have three changes to change it. By the end of it, I'm like, usually, like, I would never do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this is yeah. not my art, but I will be professional. and I will execute this on Yes, I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, so it doesn't always make it as enjoyable, but it's good practice. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I do love it whenever people give me great freedom, like, you know, um, God, you know, artistic freedom is great. Yeah, oh, and wonderful. if someone gives you a wall, yeah, like, and they're like, "Well, want, we'll pay you <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, we will pay you to just love everything about your life right now and just yep. paint on that wall." Yeah, you know, like that's the best feeling God, so good. in the world. Yeah, yeah, drug. <laughs> it really is it's like, drug. but it's also it's almost like you're mixing drugs. You're just like. Because during it, you're like nervous. You're like, they gave me you're nervous and artistic excited. freedom, yeah, but and, and, and but you're also having fun. And then you're a little bit nervous. They might not like it. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like by the end by the end of it, you're like, uh, in the back of your mind, you're like, they might not like it, but I love it. And then you sh- and then you show them, and they're like, oh, the and yeah, that's even good. more. You get that uh, like even more of that pump. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I answered the question. Yeah, you I'm got sorry. It. Okay, <laughs> you got it. I, I feel uh, like I just steered off so. it's uh so for me it's like a, a 60 40 they, there are definitely pieces that i've had come to me and there's definitely pieces that i feel were generated 100 percent within my person yeah and yeah. that that varies a lot because they're definitely like the series I debuted in August was definitely something that I felt I needed to create as a reflection of the world that I live in today, me 100%. Yeah. But a lot of the things that I paint that are like way more on the psychedelic end of the spectrum are things that um, just come to me, you know, uh, the, 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 liter- the piece that I have named The Conduit I painted in my head in a 90-minute sensory deprivation tank session in Denver, Colorado. Um, That's cool. So I went into this little experience with the intention that I was going to paint something in my mind in these 90 minutes and then go home to Knoxville and work on it. And I'd had this idea in my head for a while about this particular workflow. And then when I stripped down and laid in the water and listened to the listen to my mind be still and like i literally worked through brush strokes of this painting in my head while i was floating weightless in this pitch black room and it was one of the most enjoyable creative experiences i've ever had and i swear god God, i cannot wait to do it again yeah Um, i'm like yeah getting chills thinking about you dude. you should it's amazing that's Um, crazy if if i could fold this into my creative practice who knows what i would make uh but but this I named this piece the conduit because I don't feel as if this piece was totally my idea. Like I went into this oh, tank okay. session knowing that I wanted to build an image in my mind while my body was useless. Uh. Like just purely mental effort into this image. No nothing else because there was no need for anything else. Dude, that's that's crazy. Like 
I, I, so, so this was, this experience all by itself was a creative practice that I'd never done before. And I was like, I'm going to lay here and I'm going to float and I'm going to think about what this term of the conduit means to me because this is how I feel about some of my artwork. So I tried to visualize the feeling of being a conduit to images that you can't claim. And this is what happened. Like the image of the conduit that I painted is the thing. And it's a mixed media piece. It's in the end of the hallway. And when I hit this button again, we can talk about it. Yeah, I want to go see it. But uh, it was just a piece that I dedicated 90 minutes of unrestricted, fully aware and intentional thought to. Only imagination. Only thought. That was it. That was the only thing happening. I wasn't watching TV. This wasn't in the back. This was in the forefront of my mind when I literally had nothing else I could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. Full and, on meditation. Like yeah. Full. And yeah. once, once I laid down in the water and I was weightless and warm and I couldn't tell where the air stopped and the water started, I was like, I'm comfortable now. Let me think about this. This is when my creative practice starts right now. And I thought about my brain, like the literal image of my brain. I thought about my brain and I thought about a cluster of psilocybin mushrooms and I thought about how neurons work inside your brain and how psilocybin interacts with those neurons and how chemicals flow between receptors in your brain and the synaptic cleft and how all of these things work together to give a human being a psychedelic experience. That's crazy. It is crazy. And a couple of days after I got home, I you know, once I got out of the tank and dried off and or showered and dried off and put my clothes back on and decided I was fit to go join society again, I was like, okay, this is the image. This is what I want. This is how it's going to look. And then when I got home, I started thinking about the tangible aspects of this image. What am I going to use as a substrate? What colors am I going to use? Am I going to use this pigment versus that pigment? Uh, am I going to say... This is this and this is that. Do I want to use markers? Do I want to use only paint? And it ended up being a mixed media piece. And I used alcohol markers, uh, chameleon pen alcohol markers, which are great pens. Another unofficial sponsor of this podcast, chameleon <laughs> pens. Come on. God, dude, I love chameleon pens. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I, I don't use them enough, but God, they're good pens. They're alcohol I've seen pens. them. I haven't used them. God, they're great. Um they have an amazing party trick. <laughs> I love them. Uh, so I used those specifically on the multimedia parts. So I drew my, I drew a brain, which is metaphorically my brain. And then I drew a cluster of psilocybin mushrooms. And they're about this far apart. And they both end in a, uh, a shape that is similar to a synapse in one's brain. And the gap between the two is the synaptic cleft where it's the quote-unquote, that's where the magic happens between neurons mm. because that's the gap that electricity jumps oh. in, in, in the Holy know, crap. In neurons where uh, psilocybin and all the other psychedelic and otherwise chemicals attached to your you know, your biological tissues in the brain and, and change how you think. And that's everything from sugar and caffeine all the way to fucking yeah, everything. methamphetamine. But you yeah. really 
No, I know. really thought about this. Yeah. This is exactly like the image I had in my head after the 90-minute soak is exactly the thing that is on that piece of foam board. Dude, I want to go see this. Well, it's at the end of the hall. And yeah. I will, yeah, we'll I will see happily show yeah. you. But this experience is why I asked that question because everybody's creative practice is different. And if you are the yeah. kind of person that thinks that you know, I come up with all my ideas, and that's what ends oh, up no. on campus. Well, some people, some people are like that, and I've and I've had conversations with those people, and I understand their point of view. And I've also had people that are on the opposite end of that spectrum, and it's like I I can't claim any of these ideas that end up on these canvases are mine. Yeah. No, I mean, just like you, I'm very surreal. I love surreal, and also with surrealist art, you kind of have to let it guide you with a little bit of your guidance. Um, it's it's a it's a mixed experience between intuition and whatever the hell is influencing you at the yeah. moment. Yeah, which a lot of my old surreal art, my family was very concerned about. <laughs> but, very, son, we need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Do you need, to, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they actually thought that, like, this is what I always see in my head. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, no, I'm... These are just the things. This is an artistic process. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I'm following something that's happening. Oh, my God. You know? That's great. But since you're talking about that, uh, the chamber thing, like, yeah. I'm probably going to go buy a bunch of salt and get in the bathtub tonight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, so, like, so literally. Please, please don't do that. Here's why. A drowned you, you, tonight. <laughs> no, you need you need to be able to, like, stretch out and, and float. Like, yeah, like a big tank. Like, like literally like, so so yeah. to put this in the context i'm six foot four 240 pounds yeah you're not getting a fucking bathtub i'm not that. getting into a regular I'm ass fucking five nine dude I, I might be able to do it <laughs> listen like, if you can have a float in your regular ass bathtub fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i'm jealous because i had to go somewhere and pay 60 bucks to make this happen hey, i had, 60, to, fly, that's not too I had bad. to fly halfway across <laughs> the country yeah, that's right you were <laughs> you were in colorado <laughs> But uh, there are places in Nashville and there are places in Atlanta, and I swear to God, y'all better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> here, here I come. But no, uh, like that's the only time I've ever done it, and I went into it with intent to create this thing inside my head. And as just as a physical practice, this is an amazing practice to have all of your joints be relaxed for sixty to ninety yeah. minutes once, yeah. once a month or once a week or whatever frequency you can afford yourself. Dude, it's I been came, on my mind. I came out of there like me and uh, okay. So my my previous partner, uh, my best friend Preston, who did the lighting for my show, mm-hmm. and and myself, we all went to Denver. Preston and I's birthday are a week apart. Okay. So we spent from a Wednesday to a Wednesday in Denver celebrating our birthdays, having that a grand old awesome. time, and uh, having a sensory deprivation tank float was like on the list of must dos. Yeah. So we got that sorted out. And, uh, you know, I walked around the rest of the day with zero physical pain. You just felt like you were still floating kind of? Yeah, because my spine had enough time to relax and lengthen, and my arms and legs and feet had enough time to truly relax. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the first time I've been able to walk around as an adult without back pain. And not that I have a lot to begin with, but I'm a person, I work, I have back pain. And yeah. the same for Preston and the same for Mariah. So it was it was one of those scenarios where we all looked around at each other and we're like, Holy shit, was this the best thing? Like we like ho- holy shit, this is good. Yeah. And 
we walked around the rest of the day. We walked around all over downtown Denver and the Rhino Arts District and wherever the hell we chose to go that day. And we were all just giddy because we were literally in no pain about being I'm a so physical jealous, being. And, and on top of that, there's the just rush and happiness I felt about being able to execute the creative practice I executed inside that space. So it's not only did my body feel good, I felt mentally good after this. So whatever the hell else I got into that day, I was just in a great mood. <laughs> it, it was That's probably one of the best days of my life that I could possibly say that both mixed creative and physical wellness. And it was awesome. So that please, sounds amazing. I'm sorry. Please go do that. I was born prematurely, and I have a premature bladder. A, a premature bladder. <laughs> you know, you could just say, I have a baby bladder. <laughs> but, but you know, friends, listeners, supporters, Instagram followers, uh, shenanigans, and friends in general, uh, while Sean is in the restroom, I'm just going to tell you that I really appreciate that you all listen. And I appreciate that y'all spend intentional time consuming this particular content. Uh, I need you to know that I try very hard to produce this content in a consumable and entertaining manner. Even though I may occasionally not meet those benchmarks. But I do greatly appreciate your support, and I would really appreciate if you would share your favorite episode of the podcast with people you consider your friends and or your family, or anyone else that you know that consumes podcast media. Um, I really like to talk to artists about how they do what they do, and if they find comfort in their creative exercises, and really if they ever find any moments of zen inside their creative exercises. So, Sean, I realized that um, I didn't have you introduce your um, social media outlets at the top of the show. Oh. So if you will do that, we'll go ahead and button this thing up. All right. and, uh, and and call it an episode. Yeah, it's been like two hours. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much... <laughs> we <laughs> we, just, we've had a fun conversation. Dude, I'm so glad to have actually met you. Like, I knew that I would like click with you, mm. but also thought you were three different people. So, Which which is fine. <laughs> yeah, which you basically are. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm all over the place, which, which is... Which uh, I respect. I respect yeah, it. I, like, I, I give you much more respect. I have too many things I'm all over the place with, and I don't continue them. <laughs> well, I, it would bother me if I didn't totally do the thing all the time. So, I, I, much respect. My, I'm, I'm skillful in my profession as, as, as a uh, sign maker, but my day starts when I'm off the clock and I can create freely. Yeah. So, the efforts I've put forth that you have seen, that you appreciate, I appreciate your appreciation of them, and thank you for such. Uh, um, dude, no yeah, I also agree that I knew this conversation would be a good time, uh, so, you know, dare I complain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tell us your social media handles, Facebooks, Instagrams, uh, 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 OnlyFans, whatever you got. <laughs> uh, just canceled my OnlyFans. <laughs> but Instagram is at... Sean's Ridge, S H A U N S 
R-I-D-G-E. No Sean's underscores, Ridge. no punctuation. No, very simple. Lucky it's just you. my mountain, Sean's Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which it's hard to climb. Uh, yeah. Yo, call me Sisyphus. I'm pushing that rock uphill every day, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it never changes. <laughs> uh, Facebook, I'm just Sean Ridge. Yeah. And we can find the majority of your creative outputs and expressions in either of these outlets. Yes, I prefer Instagram, though. All right. So yeah. listen, y'all, Instagram, get at the man. If you look at my Facebook, it's going to be a bunch of happy birthdays. Hope your back gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so check him out on Instagram. His name's Sean Sean's Ridge with, with the S, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, ownership, not plural. It's his mountain. <laughs> my mountain. My mountain. I'll never get to the top. Yeah, well, <laughs> buddy, we never do. All right, everybody, this has been the latest episode of the KMMP. That is the Knox Area Artist Networking Platform. With this show, I hope you are able to find your next favorite local or regional artist or, you know, a few more local or regional artists. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can uh, buy art from any of our featured guests. You can buy my art. My name is Thomas Zachary, a.k.a. TTW Artworks on Instagram. The Twisted Wrist on Facebook, Facebook, or, I know, right? Or uh, Thomas Zachary on Facebook. You can find me at all these things. Um, If you see me in the street, I'm a moderately tall, red-headed, beardy human being, and I will likely talk your ear off if you ask me if I make things. Um, I do. I do. You're right. Yeah. So if you see me in like 50 years at a mall, please buy my art because I'm doing Santa gigs to supplement. Uh, I gotta say what I look like. I look like if the Rock and Danny DeVito had a baby. Man, now you too skinny for Danny DeVito. Uncle Steve Austin and Bruce Willis. You've had a lot of time to think about this. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so so the second one was my favorite. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, please uh, buy some art from the guests or myself. That will directly impact the furthering of this programming. If you want to share the podcast with your friends, family, or people you hate, that is totally okay with me. Tell them to put it in their damn ear holes, and you can tell them that's a quote from Thomas Zachary himself. I don't give a shit. Um, Otherwise... Thank you for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you for taking the time to do the damn thing. Um, I hope you find some art you enjoy and put music and podcasts in your ears that you like. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a bunch of happy birthdays. Hope your back gets better. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. So check him out on Instagram. His name is Sean's Ridge with with the S, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, <Your mountain. laughs> my mouth, <laughs> and I'll never get to the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, this has been the latest episode of KWMP. With this show, I hope you are able to find your next favorite local or regional artist. Support the show. You can buy uh, art from any. on Facebook. It should be Facebook. I know, right? (laughs) Or uh, Thomas Zachary on Facebook. You can find me at all these things.
see me in the street. I'm a moderately tall, red-headed, beardy human being, and I will likely talk your ear off if you ask anything. You look uh, like Santa before his hair went gray. I, <laughs> I feel like he had red hair before. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say what I look like. I look like if The Rock and Danny DeVito had a baby. <laughs> or Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bruce Willis. You've had a lot of time to think about this. I write stand up comedy sometimes. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, please uh, buy some art from the guests or myself. That will directly impact the furthering of the programming. If you want the podcast with your friends and family or people you hate that is totally okay with me in their damn ear holes and you can tell them that's a quote from Thomas Jefferson I don't give a shit <laughs> yes. um, otherwise thank you for listening it was great I hope you find some pleasure in your life thank you thank you thank you